Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is up, guys? It's episode 608 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. This one, we mixed it up a little bit for this episode. Uh, myself, Jacob Johnson from Victory Drive Podcast, and our intern, Jordan, we all went down to... Uh, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, to record. Obviously, you clicked on the episode. JJ Lawhorn, uh, hunter, musician, and uh, a passionate dude. So he invited us down to his cabin. Said, "Hey, look, come down. Let's let's record." And uh, we had big plans to go coon hunting and do all that, and uh, we didn't get to it. We did a long podcast, had some fun, and just hung out. And it was a good time, man. We'll uh, definitely got to get back with him and uh, hopefully get him to the studio. But eventually, get some hunting in one of these days and. Hopefully, uh, let them jam on the guitar here in the studio. Uh, this podcast was a ton of fun. It's all over the place. We're cutting up, um, drinking beers, drinking some whiskey, having a good time. So uh, be warned, uh, it's not the uh, like studio recorded quality podcast that you're probably used to. We're obviously on our mobile equipment in a cabin, and uh, I personally hate headset mics. I like despise them, but we use them when we travel. Um, the, our studio has spoiled me, um, for just what it allows us to do for sound quality and just like, you know, taking turn, you know, the normal studio type stuff, what it's built for, but that's also what makes the travel episodes fun. Like they're different and, uh, we get to get some different characters on the show and that's what we're trying to do in 24. JJ is like the first example of that. As we come into 2024, um, check them out. Uh, if you hit him up on social, tell him you heard on heard him on the podcast. I think he's a ton of fun. The guy is super well-rounded. He brings a ton of perspectives uh, from running hounds to traditional hunting on the on the archery and the firearm side and just southern hunting culture and all. So it was, it was a fun conversation, a fun interview, um, something that we definitely haven't um, encountered before, uh, which I think makes it fun, right? Like, um, that's that's what we're here to do. So that being said, the podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery. I'm going to get through to the partners here, and I'll, I'll cut through them fast. We're, we're starting to do two a week. Hopefully, you guys are liking that schedule. Um, big time, Huntworth Camo, Huntworth Gear, Old Barn Taxidermy, 
loophole optics, trophy line, grizzly, blackgate trail cams, camo fire, novix tree stands, dialed archery, victory arrows, slick trick broadheads, black ovis, and mountain ops. Code WCB for five, uh, donate five meals to conquer hunger. Um, let me see. Let me get to some announcements here. This should be launching before. So we have a Africa hunting clinic coming up. So this is launching the week of ATA show. Our schedule is kind of messed up. Uh, South Africa hunting clinic, January 27th in West Point, Iowa, starting at 2 p.m. Come see us. Uh, it's going to be at the hitching post is the venue. Uh, we got special hunt package pricing, Q&A with the pros, and uh, archer firearm opportunities. We're putting together special hunt packages. Uh, we're going to have some beer there, and we're going to have an after party there in West Point. So come hang out with us, drink some beer, learn about Africa. We're, we're supposed to have our animals there. We should be getting them back right before, and I'm hoping that works out. So come see us there. Uh, the next trade show after that that we're going to be, or public appearance, is going to be the Western Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City, Utah. I guess we're going to be podcasting on the Mountain Ops main stage. That makes me very nervous. Um, and then after that, we're going to be at the Indiana Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then after that, the Iowa Deer Classic, first week of March, will be there. Um, we'll get something official out so you guys can see where we're at. And come hang out with us. We're going to have some new merch. Let's drink a beer. Let's have some fun. Let's high five. Let's celebrate the new year and good times and good people. So positivity only. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out JJ's music, Spotify, iTunes. Check it out wherever you listen. And uh, let us know what you think. This was a wild one. Enjoy. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It's the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We're in Tennessee in a very fitting hunting cabin in the uh, hills, hollers, or draws, depending on what part of the country you're from. And, uh, Jacob Johnson's co-hosting. Yeah, howdy, howdy, howdy. So Jacob hosts our firearm podcast called mm-hmm. The Victory Drive. And Mr. J.J. Lawhorn invited us down to his place, and you're here with us, uh, obviously, and thankfully. Thanks for having us, brother. Hey, man. Glad to glad to do this thing, man. We've been trying to make it work for a minute, and glad we could get it all orchestrated. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So we've That's been, right. We've been kind of going back and forth on the Instagram, and... Uh, it, you got young kids. I have young kids. Everybody's got a busy life. And it was like, how are we going to make this work? I'm like, dude, we're just going to come to you. 
And you're like, all right, man, well, I'm going to be at the cabin from this time to this time. I'm like, well, I think we're going to go. And our, with our crew, I'm like, hey, we're going to drive to Tennessee and podcast with JJ. Who wants to go with? And Jacob's like, I'll go. And Jordan jumped on, and uh, here we are. That's right, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all got some gumption, man. Y'all got some <laughs> some action in you. I like it. I like it. You know, when I was younger, that's what I did, man. I jump jump at the opportunity to go hunting somewhere across the country, and I just I just throw my stuff in the in the car and go. I had this old beater. This old, it was like a Dodge Neon or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. It was a grandma car that I got for next to nothing, uh, you know, but it was like, it was something that sat in grandma's, uh, you know, garage or whatever and had no miles on it. You know, he had got 30, 30, 40 miles a gallon or something, dude. I was <laughs> rocking. I went everywhere. And I, and I love that, man. I love the spirit of just let, let's go. Let's go do this, yeah. you know, the instantaneous thing. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, we appreciate you. Like, you just with open arms invited us down to your hunting cabin. And sounds like we're going to go coon hunting with some hounds after this, which, yeah. And, and that's, dude, that's something like I've always kind of found interesting about you, which, first of all, your music's kick ass, dude. And it's awesome well, to see you, you doing that. I appreciate that. And I always kind of got a kick out of you're, you're very, to me, being from like, northwest central illinois to me you're very my perspective i mean this is a compliment very southern hunting <laughs> culture type guy and oh yeah and it, you guys do things down here and in the south and you know you're from virginia originally we're here in western tennessee you're you guys hunt with hounds the culture's a little different maybe not a whole lot maybe maybe there's more similarities than i realize and we'll get into it but it's uh it's just different. You the the South hunting culture is like the roots of hunting culture, and then it's kind of emerged upward. But things change in different areas of the country, and it's always interesting. Like seeing, I, I saw like on your TikTok and Instagram, you you were kind of speaking some loud opinions about hounds <laughs> and stuff like that, and oh, I love yeah. it. I know, and I think we'll, we'll all agree on a lot of the same things, and maybe not disagree real hard, but we'll see differences in the culture from areas that we're from for sure. Which I think is awesome because we've never had like deep southern hunting culture on WCB we've done over mm-hmm. 600 episodes so come on i it, mean that's it, something to be that's something it, to be celebrated y'all been putting yeah. some work man i mean i was looking at some of y'all social media stuff like i seen on the instagram or showing my lady some of y'all stuff you know of course you know i don't care what anybody says people say you know you ain't a man if you got to ask your lady if you, you know, it's all right to go hunting. You know what? <laughs> tell you something, your lady just ain't as fine as mine or something. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, man. I ain't going to get into all that. i just saying. Uh, <laughs> we can't lay it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, like at, at the end of the day, uh, I you know, I do represent Southern hunting culture. I do represent hounds, uh, hound hunting you know, I try to educate people about all that stuff because it's it's not a widely spread topic. You know, it's very clannish. We'll talk about that some. You know, there's a lot of people that that uh that are boogering up by not not trying to get other people involved in it. I know a lot of people. I'd say I know more people that try to get people involved in it that are in the sport uh, than people who don't. But at the same time. 
uh, you know, the real hardcore guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They always try to gatekeep anything. I, can, I get that. It yeah. doesn't matter whether it's, you know, hunting or whether it's country music or whether it's, you know, the the film industry or whatever, man. I right, mean, right. you know how it goes. Yeah, anywhere. There's an example of that dude really anywhere for the right. most part, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. But anyhow, I do appreciate y'all coming all the way down here to, to, to do this. And I've been wanting to, to talk to y'all guys because y'all got some real stuff going on. I like I like people that that understand what hunting is really about. Yeah. I like I like having good conversations with people that that understand what hunting is about. Come yeah. on, for sure, for sure. Well, what what's hunting about in like, your opinion? I guess and you know, like being down south in that southern hunting heritage i guess well i mean it, you can break it down in a couple of different things i mean at the end of the day i mean one is food you know i mean a lot of people just just probably number yeah you know, number one is yeah. food. You know, yeah, yeah. food food is key i mean you know people like there's all these country music singers that have no idea what it's like to have to go two miles to get a bucket of water i know what that's like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and when you when you're starving, that's when you become you become as efficient as you can be if you're gonna be efficient at all. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like I'm hungry. Like I'm hungry with whatever whatever it is that I'm doing in life. You know, I'm hungry when I'm going hunting. I'm hungry when I'm making country music. I'm hungry when I'm going to talk to God. I'm hungry when I'm going out there to learn something from somebody else. And that's that's the difference. It's the intent behind it. If you if you're in survival mode with everything that you do in life, you're gonna win. Yeah. yeah. You know, or you're gonna just fail completely because if you either got it in you or you ain't. Mm-hmm. You know, and southern hunting culture is kinda like that. It's like you either got it in you or you ain't. And if you come from where we come from, if you if you got that blood in you, you got that that drive that that will to to want to go out there and do these things these these boys of old did you know then you're going to do it you know yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and that's and and so hound hunting's biggest downfall is that because these guys that gatekeep it you know they they don't understand how to continue to push it out you know they will show up there on the lawn and and keep the politicians at bay you know, but if they was really passionate about it, you know, more so than just hearing the hounds burning it up and, and loving the hunt and this, that, and other, it's like if they was really, really, really loving it, then they would go out there and they would share it with people that have have never had any exposure mm-hmm. to it and explain to them just why it is so awesome. It's not just about food. It's about the relationship with nature. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you got different segments. The first thing is the food. The second thing is the relationship with nature. So guys like George Washington, you know, George Washington, he was he was the definition of a good old country boy. And if you look, I've talked <laughs> tell this all the time. If you look back at at the different documentation that the, that old boy had, I mean, you could tell how many foxes he caught on each different day. You know, you you could you could see. Oh, I ain't caught nothing today. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught uh, five today. I went. And we run some deer. This, that, and other. Dude, the guy had his documentation going on perfectly, and it it just goes to show you. It's like, man, somebody took the time 
to to write down all the different accounts, all the different things, because he was immersed in nature. It wasn't just about the chase. It wasn't just about the hunt. You know, it wasn't just about the food. It was it was also the most important thing was this relationship with nature. It was like today we had this experience. Today we had this experience. You know, today we got some. Today we didn't get some. You know. All the while, these guys, you know, that were hardcore back in the day that first pioneered this area, you know, they, they, they did have to get food, but they also loved to be out there amongst them. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. Is yeah, it? Yeah. So, so it's food, but it's also going out there and being out there amongst them. They loved it so much. Guys like George Washington loved it so much to where they would sit there and they would document every day. It was significant I don't care. enough. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's like this, man. I don't care who you are. You think you love hunting, but do you love hunting enough to sit there and document what you saw every single day? Do you do you document your shit? Oh, the podcast is our documentation. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I'm saying, do you, when you go out there after every time you go hunting, do you write something down? I do. I have iPhone notes. Okay, we'll see. All right, well, touche. <laughs> yeah, well, there, yeah. there you go. Yeah. But yeah. that's what I'm saying oh, yeah. is that a lot of people will not go through that, you know, rigorous process of of documenting that stuff one way or another. That's in your phone or writing it down. I got something. To, I got something for you, JJ. That I think so. One of my good buddies, you get a kick out of him. He brought that up. The documentation of like our experience, and I always have like good intention, like get like a legit like waterproof leather bound book. Oh yeah, and like take the notes for my kids. And, yeah, you know, who cares? But maybe someone would care. Right. My buddy had a really cool point, and I think it'd be cool, especially like some of the, like the skull caps here on the table and in your cabin. Sure. My buddy goes, you know, what would be cool. You, we all have these like my house is full of mounts, our studio is full of mounts, but when we're dead and gone. And our kids, our grandkids go, oh, yeah, that was old Papa's mount, What? but we don't know anything about it. Right. He said, you take, write the story of each buck, put it yep. in an envelope, and staple it to the back, and one day, maybe and then maybe <laughs> nobody ever cares. But if someone gets curious, how cool would it be to have that? So that's what yeah. I was getting ready to say. So I said food, and then I said being out there amongst them, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the thing, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Everybody wants to say act like they want to just be the bird watcher. Because I a lot of times I tell people I say, you know, I'm just bird watching. You know, they're <laughs> like, you're going hunting. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going bird watching. Because nine yeah. times out of ten, when I go hunting, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm all I'm, I'm bird watching. You know, because because yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. a lot of times what I see ain't gonna be something that I want to kill. If I'm not starving, I don't have a I don't have to go out there and kill this thing. Mm-hmm. That's what right. a lot of people don't understand about it. It's like if if I'm if I'm hungry and I need it, then I will go take. I will take, take, take. You know what I'm saying? Per what I need. Uh, yeah. But but at the same time, dude, if I don't need, like I just bird watch. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. then if for some reason God just bestows it upon me to let whatever come down the line. You know, I'm gonna go. God gives you lemons, you make lemonade. You yeah, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, that's right. how. That's how it works. Yeah. But but for me, it's tradition is the mm-hmm. third thing. So you ask me, you know, to bring it all full circle, so that it ain't just some drunken ramble. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. you ask me what Southern hunt, hunting culture is about. Well, first and foremost, it's about food mm-hmm. because that's the thing. You can't do shit if you ain't got a brain that functions properly. And in order to have your brain function properly and to have your belly full, you got to eat. Okay. So food. And then it's being out there amongst them. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because that's the second thing. Being out there in nature, bird watching, whatever, call it being closer to God is what I would call it nowadays in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, but being out there amongst them, nature, being in tune with that, then the third thing being tradition. Mm-hmm. For okay, sure. honoring your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is Southern hunting culture about? It's about getting food, uh, you know, Nature, being out there amongst them, enjoying that, God created it for us, and then also tradition and honoring your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things that it's about, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, and and then the fourth thing, really, there should be a fourth thing in passing it on. Yeah, you know yeah. That's a, that's a, dude, <clears throat> yeah. that might be, like you said, the biggest thing, especially with, like, houndsmen. You said there's, like, a lot of gatekeeping in that. And I don't have experience in that one way or another. I have an uncle that's real big into, like, coon hunting with dogs and whatever. Sure. Um, our buddy Trey in Wyoming, uh, I hunted mountain lions with him with dogs, and that was amazing. Cool. I've never seen dogs work work until that mountain lion hunt. And it sure. kind of was like, this is a different layer or a different uh, – it's a different side of hunting I hadn't experienced really before mm-hmm. that full-blown, you know? That's right. You know? That's right. And so it's, you know, in Illinois, Illinois and Iowa – that I know of, guys aren't hunting deer with dogs, no. right? And, and I know that's more a, more of a southern southern sided yeah. thing than it is in the Midwest. That's right. That's right. So, you know, and I, I think a lot of it, a lot of guys can get worked up on it. And I see the points there too. I love this right now, dude. Look at this. There's something to be learned. Look at not even. Oh, just, yeah. There it is. Come on, dude. Come on, the man. So, but yeah, no, no. Can we cut that clip? There's a big difference, man, between southern hunting culture and northern hunting culture. And I got a lot of good friends from up north, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. that are that are that are great people, salt of the earth. And I just, you but know, hold on, hold on. We're Yankees. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even gonna lie to you. I call you Yankees. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I call my buddies, my best friends, the Yankees. I even <laughs> gave one of them for his birthday a Yankee Doodle vinyl album from like the 19, whatever, early 1900s or whatever. All these different Yankee songs or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not too educated on hey, that. Man, but. Ted Nugent had damn Yankees. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like this we got a lot of things in common, but, but, you know, there's a lot in diff in difference. So, so one of them, like you talking about hunting hunting uh, deer with dogs, you know, there's a huge. The first difference is obviously you're chasing deer with dogs. So, you know, they, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, a pretty first big thing. difference. That's the yeah, first thing. Big, so, yeah. so, so there's several different strategies about how to go about doing this. You know, you know. It's not just like a lot of people think it's like, oh, yeah, just turn the dogs out and the dogs run the, the, the deer right to you. Man, there's so much there's so much that goes into being a, a good deer dogger, if you will. Yeah. Like, deer I dogger. mean, dude, yeah, like here's that. the thing. It's like there's so <laughs> like many. Like just, just like you got, okay, so we're bow hunters. Like, I love to bow hunt. I hunt traditionally nowadays. Y'all heard the story about the big buck that I was going to tell y'all I didn't end up getting to that point but that's what ended up making me say all right that's it i'm doing traditional bow hunting yeah because i'd wanted to do it for a while but when i had that ego cut from having all that happen with that <laughs> say 200 inch deer hey, we'll tell that story when you come to the studio and record on you know when i had that happen you know what i'm saying i, I realized i'm like look dude i've already killed 
a pile of deer. I mean, just more deer than most people ever even get in front of them in the stand. I've already killed a pile of deer to where I don't need, there's nothing I need to prove to nobody. Now I need to just focus on my passion and focus on being out there amongst them, Mm -hmm. you know, and fulfilling the tradition aspect of it. You know, I, I've ate so many deer. I mean, there was a time I lived off of deer. People don't realize, like, just like Bubba Gump, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they over there talking about that, you know, I got coconut shrimp. I got, uh, you know, fried I. shrimp. I got grilled shrimp. I got whatever he says, man. You know, I got I, that's how I was making deer meat. People yeah. don't realize when I was coming up as a country singer and I didn't have no money, I was a starving artist. That's how I was living. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. That makes I it so much cooler, though. Everything, yeah, it does. yeah, you know, and and I was hunting to live, you know. And people was like, "Damn, they don't really understand that. They really don't understand that." I, I had to go drive two miles down the road to a neighbor that liked me to go get water and fill up a sixty-five gallon water tank to come back here and do my dishes and to be able to flush the toilet because the city done, you know, uh, was trying to charge me thirty thousand dollars to get uh, running water. Mm-hmm. on city water mm-hmm. you know and it was thousands and thousands of dollars to just guess whether or not you're gonna get a well you know and i had it hooked up to city water at one point via some crazy thing across this field and somebody chopped it oh. and then one day you know so that's what i'm saying is like people don't understand i had you know i had to do it kind of almost just like these old people did it and so when I was hunting, you know, I had a different mentality than the people who do these days. I had kind of like that old time mentality was like, if you don't score, you starve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and that's 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 the, that's that's important, man. Mm-hmm. People people don't understand what it's like to have to struggle for nothing. Uh, some people do, but people. You know, there's a lot of people that are just really privileged, and they don't understand that they are. They've never yeah. been to a third world country before and see people living in little cinder, uh, cinder block shacks with the uh, tarps on them and this, that, and other. Oh, yeah. They're you lucky know? if they have tarps. That's right. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, I've had some struggle. I've been through it. Hunting to me, you know, is sacred because it has fed me. It has kept me. I understand the relationship between uh the animal and I, when I watch the life go out of it, I understand its life has to end so that I can sustain mine. And it's a bittersweet lullaby that, that, you know, I wish that every single person that ever ingested meat could understand what, what it feels like to hear that bittersweet lullaby of watching the life go out of something. It's profound, man. And it's very, you know, it's just very, very hard to explain unless you see y'all boys know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, man. Yeah. You know, it, you can and I t- go back to this all the time. You can't, it won't stay on the grill if it's still alive. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to kill this thing. But, you know, I, I think that the sacred aspect of the food part of Southern hunting culture is, is thanking Jesus and thanking your creator, your architect of the universe for engineering something for you to eat mm-hmm. you know and and for giving it to you mm-hmm. putting it in a position to where it surrendered itself to you because you know a lot of people aren't honest about hunting is like dude that a lot of times that buck knows something is wrong 
mm-hmm. but he yeah. still comes in anyways. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like a lot of people just don't most realize time. that. Yeah, like most, most, most of the time. time. Yeah, most, <laughs> most of the time. time. You know, he's like, man, something's a little off, but I'm going to keep coming. You know, yeah. that's the God aspect of it yeah. to me. You know, I know a lot of, we was talking about earlier, there's a lot of outlaw deer hunters, and there's a lot of people that seemingly don't care as much about hunting that kill a lot of big deer. Mm-hmm. But, but man, like, the people that really consistently kill big bucks and could go out any time or another and just smoke one, those people are more in tune with God, I believe, than than anything else. They're more in tune with with the appreciation, the gratitude aspect of things. And as a deer hunter and a uh with dogs, you know, that's 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 the that's the thing that gets me is that the gratitude aspect. I'm thankful to have these dogs. I'm thankful to have the woods to go run around in. I'm thankful to to be out here with my friends. I'm out here uh just carrying on the traditions of old. It's the gratitude mm-hmm. about it, man, that mm-hmm. does it for me. And the people that I know that are the best deer hunters, the best of the best, they are the ones that are more in tune and are more appreciative, and they are just stoked to be out there. Amongst yeah. Them. Well, it's kind of like we yeah. were, you know, we bring up um, God and stuff so many times. It's like that's one of the big differences where it's like, you know, in the Bible it says that he created man in his image. It's like there's a reason why us, in my opinion, just Jake's opinion here, it was like, there's a reason why uh, we are so much different than any other animal in the animal kingdom. That's We're right. the only creatures on earth mm-hmm. that sit there and after we kill something, we sit there and give it appreciation. We th- thank, thank God or whatever else, or even have any remote remorse of right. what we did. Right. Because right. we know we're taking a life. We know why we're doing it. But we're the only animals that do that. You that's watch right. a grizzly bear take down a moose or an elk or a deer. Yeah, there's kind no, of no like, remorse. Yeah, there's no remorse or a pride of lions taking down. Nature's metal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. shredding. Oh yeah, that's such a good point. You know, dude. it's like, I never really. Yeah, that's like a good way to like. Uh, that's a good perspective of it. That's yeah. a good way to put it in perspective. I think for some people, I think I think about that. But do, do you notice? Than do you notice too? Not, I like yeah. that you kind of brought that up. People that are like consistent killers, more calculated, mm-hmm. a little more appreciative. Then the next guy, maybe everything else in their life too. Yes, kind of. There's a pattern of of the character. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, like beyond hunting, like if we ignore hunting, but take that same guy and look at everything else in their life besides hunting. Now it's hard to look at like my life. I think without deer hunting, right? Because it's so intertwined. It, it's so intertwined. Right. But if you could separate it, you would probably. I don't. For my example, because I'm live it. I don't. I couldn't be like, oh yeah, I see you do this, Kurt. But like. You are put together. You're a great father. You're great to your wife. You have a good job. You care about things. Like it's a pattern. Thanks, like, man. You're passionate about your music. You're successful yeah. with your music. You have a family. You care about your family. Like right. we, first thing we talked about before hunting, family got brought up in our conversations. Mm-hmm. That's a consistent That's pattern right. of someone who is. It, it just makes sense that you're a good hunter and you're passionate about it to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think right, too, right. like uh, Nick Munt from Bone Collector made this good example. He told his kids. If something ever goes down in public and I can't be around or something happens, find a guy in a camouflage hat. Yeah. That's yep. kind of, and I for some reason I'm like, okay, is that that's my my kids are getting a little you know, my daughters get old enough, like if something happens and we get split up and we're in public, what type of person would I want her to be like, that's probably a good guy? In most cases, 
Probably a guy in a camouflage hat. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. That's actually really gangster. I didn't know Nick Mont said that. Shout out to Nick Mont. That's dog. awesome, That's right? Come on, yeah. Nick Mont. You got some yeah, you got some gangster in it. All right, all right. But you know what I mean? Like you oh, think, yeah. you think yeah. about it. Like, Nick Mont. Come on. Those yeah. qualities that like people that are like that, that into shit. hunting, it's yeah. they're generally good people because they're just deeper individuals than like, they have a concept of of humanity that most people don't understand. They yeah, understand right. what it's like to take a life to under to keep right. theirs. Yeah. And to have that sacrificial kind of thing, I mean, like, it ties into what I, what we was talking about with the Bible and stuff. It's like people don't realize the old the old testament in the Bible, it was it was gangster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. David yeah. was over here smacking stones and embedding them five inches into somebody's forehead and then taking their sword and cutting the head off with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Things was gangster. You know what I mean? People right. don't mm-hmm. understand. You know, uh, at the end of the day, hunters understand what it's like to un- to have the life and death aspect of things. And they, they understand, like, the the whole sacrificial thing like it's like would i sacrifice my life for a child that i've never met before that i've never seen before in my whole life or whatever but all of a sudden i see something that's getting ready to happen and somebody's gonna hurt this child what am i gonna do i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna help this child Yeah, yeah you know that's like that's the sacrificial uh part of it it's like i'm gonna sacrifice myself for someone else the bible says there's no greater love than for a man to uh, lay down his life for his friend you know what i'm saying that's 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 the same thing man whether it's 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 children whether it's uh, another person you've never met before whether it's your friend whether it's family it's like us hunters we're we if you're a good hunter and you do it ethically you're salt of the earth kind of a person yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you for would sure. jump in front of a bullet for that to save that kid but you know what's you know? crazy too on the other thing like the general public has painted us disney no has painted yeah us right. to be the elmer fudd idiot duh, 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 yeah. duh, slow dumbass like, kill everything redneck white trash yeah but like, but you, you know, know they're launching the they're, they're launching them nasa rockets and stuff out of alabama <laughs> right. You know, I mean, got the heart. Got the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, rednecks lit the rock. Hold on. Hold on. I got the pee. Okay. I love this. That's true. I'm going to do the same thing outside. We're going to take an intermission. Yeah, me too. Let's break. Hey, how about you plug Grizzly Coolers? Okay. I'm kidding. You can if you want. So, Grizzly Coolers are pretty badass shit. Pretty sick. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Okay. So here we are sitting in JJ's cabin. Everyone's peeing. I'm sitting here with Jordan. Jordan, how you doing? How's it going? Sick. I don't think we heard you, but he's here. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Victory Drive. Um, I am the host of Victory Drive podcast, and it's a, a one-stop shop for all of your gun-related news um, information, and it's actually the fastest-growing gun podcast in america right now i don't know if you knew that i didn't yeah i number one well it's fastest growing and number one <laughs> and number one in our hearts so we do at victory drive we do things a little differently we're not all about i am bow hunter but we talk mainly firearm stuff we do talk some military stuff we talk um 
anything, pretty much anything firearm related or gun related. And I'm getting ready to start throwing out some extra shit on top of it, some extra little sprinkles on top. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, got a lot of big things coming. And, uh, yep, there's Kurt back. Thank God, because I got to pee so bad, too. Hey, I turned off your propane tank. <laughs> I was like, oh, that thing's still burning. Preach. Yeah, it's it's so cold outside right now. I figured, hell, if I leave it on, the damn propane yeah. will run out anyways. No, it's all good. You ball up. I tell you what, man. People do more work than they need to. If you got to clean your, your meat grinding parts, man, just throw some water in there and then and then heat it up. Get the get the fat and all the oils and stuff to come up over to the top and throw it out and then go over there and fill it up again and then heat it up again and and repeat. Okay, this is ain't rocket science. And then when you're ready to go ahead and clean it, use some vinegar, and then you're in business, man. You're in business. That's pro tips. That's the pro tips. I see a lot of. Here's the thing: a lot of people have not tried the stuff that they are over there recommending to other people. If I was, if <laughs> if I was worse for it, I would not be out there hiking up four miles uh, every night or what this that, and another. Okay, so. Let me tell you something. There ain't no, you ain't gonna get no poisoning. You ain't gonna get no damn mold or no bacterial growth. Don't slap some thirty percent vinegar on that sucker and then go go to town. That's right. Come on, man. Wash that thing off with some water after you hit it with the vinegar. You know what I'm saying? And then you're in business. Boiling it down is a problem. We don't. I don't use no bleach or nothing, man. I don't use no daggum. I don't even hardly want to spray the ants and for the bugs with that, that pesticides or nothing. I don't even use none of that crap, man. Dude, vinegar and water, brother. That's Come what we on, spray man. With. Hit that vinegar, man. Them old timers, they knew what was up. Yeah. Come on. Now, that's a pro tip. It's it's probably clean out there now. <laughs> it's been boiling all night. I'm sure it's been boiling <laughs> off. But you know what? I guarantee you. I guarantee you, though. Did you look at it? I shut it off. The propane. Did you look? Did you shut it off? I did. Did you look at what's on the top of it? I didn't look. I saw it earlier when it was going. All the fat's gonna be up on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) Now now you might have some some metal stuff that ain't you know stainless steel and might start to get some rust on it. But then when you hit it with that vinegar, there it goes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Drink it. It's a pro tip. That's right, man. Vinegar. Well, dude, so, sip on it. All right, so we got the hunting culture. I want to talk about you. <laughs> so, like I said, to just to revamp, just to just to land the plane. Like Recap. I said, it is it is what is Southern hunting culture to me? It's about the food. You know, it's about being out there amongst them, and it's about you know honoring your ancestors. It's the tradition. And then number four, yeah, and passing it on, passing it on. Passing it on. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I do that's like a that. good. Uh, that's right. There's four of them. That's, that's right. some good four four things to live by. Four with step hunting, plan man. right there. Four step plan. The the passing the passing on thing I do really like. So that's one well, thing we have to. We're know? all trying to do with our kids and stuff too. Yeah. But we also need to go outside of our own kids and try to bring for sure. You know, our kids are first because they're so direct because they're us, right, right there. They're right there. You know, and like, that's you, right. Hey, you know what? That's a good thing to talk about though. Is because you know a lot of people don't realize. Get your buddies that don't hunt. Get their kids yeah. involved in yeah. this thing. Yeah. A lot of times they don't realize. That they can end up getting the daddy involved too, your buddy that you want to go hunting with you anyways. Right. You can get him involved by the kid wanting to to get excited about it. Like I got a friend of mine who'd probably like to be going coon hunting with us tonight. I thought about <laughs> even inviting him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got this young kid who's just ate up with it, even more so than he is. You know, and he ain't got no dogs and this and another, but. 
but he grew up with, around his kin folk that had always had the dogs, and they'd take the kids out there and they'd get them intertwined That's with like, it. And dude. the next thing you know, they're they just they ate up with it. They're asking daddy every weekend, "Can we go out there with oh, yeah. JJ go right. coon hunting?" Yeah, you know. Well, good tip, like for uh, like come on, give I like elk and deer meat to mm-hmm. your friends. Mm-hmm. That's the best That's, way. Yeah, they don't necessarily have to go the gateway drug. like it gets them aware and then maybe in time they might want to go or at least they're like in support of it right right, that's, right, right. that's like the that's core the biggest of it. thing yeah. is that you yeah. don't necessarily have to win every single person over right you just have to get them to understand because just like yeah. anything else get them on our side of just it, like right, anything you know? else in life especially in american politics and shit it's like it eventually goes to a public vote whether you like it or not yeah, if you have more people in support of hunting up. and hunters, it's like even if they're not doing it themselves, if they understand it and they like it and they get it, they don't have to do it. But if they get it, then they're going to be in support of what we do. That's 100%. right, and that's it's right. going to—that's what's going to keep it around. You know, oh, that's 100%. right. 100%. And, and it saves Matt Ranella from having more people <laughs> hunting his public land that he yeah. loves so much. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> dude. You know, that's funny. It's like I was like, I can feel that old boy. I heard about that guy, and I actually somebody sent me that video. I thought I got a good chuckle out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, man. At the end of the day, <laughs> here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's like this, man. I see both sides of the coin. I really do. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Both sides of that coin. Y'all ain't shit. You want to know why? <laughs> because you ain't never been to hound country. Because if you've been to hound country, then you'd really understand what real disdain is. You think disdain is going down to public land and going there and running into some other hunter who came because somebody said, hey, yeah, man, we can go kill big bucks on pri- uh, on public land. You should come down here and try it too. We're on the YouTube. Follow us or whatever. You think that because somebody else is doing that and people's emulating it or whatever, that that's like that you got some sort of struggle now to kill a big deer on public land? You're an idiot. <laughs> Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, you ain't never been in dog country before. Because if you've been to dog country, every single person that owns private land in dog country that does not like dog hunting, they are five times distasteful than that guy. That that yeah. Yeah. Matt Ranello, whatever. Yeah. Look, I understand why he's this like that. This is the side of dog. I get it. I get it. Matt Ranello, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel for you, dog. But at the same time, I at the same time, I also understand. You know, the world is ever changing. You know, what I'm saying we're trying to involve other people. There's, there, this is a way to do it. You know, I I mean we can't we can't give up old boys with so much hard of time. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle between, you know, Steve and Matt. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm kind of in the middle. In but, there, the, yeah. but at the same time, but also we we kind of are too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, oh, but, yeah. At, but at the same time, but at the same time, it's like y'all don't know what it's like to be in dog country because the, the guys <laughs> that own the private land that do not like dog hunting, they're the guys that really, 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 really want to kill big mature bucks, right? And they got all this land, they got all this money, they finally got the spread, you know what I'm saying? They manage it, they manage it, manage it, and then old Bubba Joe comes along, and he's got permission to be on the right side of old boy's block, you know what I'm saying? And he turns out old dogs, and they go 
screaming through old boy's 800 acres of prime managed, you know, here comes his seven and a half year old deer. It's just a gigantor and he comes a running through there and then he screams out of that 800 acres in just, you know, five minutes. It don't take long. Here come the hounds, you know, and then bam, kapow, old cousin Eddie and the Amish boys then lace him up on the other side. Kapow, kapow, kapow. And then, and there's nothing old dude with the 800 acres who's managed the thing for 10 years and has just been so, so diligent with feeding these deer and everything. He's out there hunting and he's just a piss because he knows, damn it, man, old, old Peggy Sue and cousin Eddie and all them, they just freaking hammered my deer. And there he is dead, letting they drive him all through town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, so they've never, they think public land hunting is hard, but they don't understand. It's like you could, you could have all the money, you could have all the shit, you can manage all your thing. And then some old boy dumps a pack of dogs in there, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. It's gone. That's the aspect. That's why I say people that kill can consistently kill big deer where I come from. I'm telling you something right now. They are some of the best deer hunters that ever was. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, it's not, it's not nothing, not a slight to you because you don't have to deal with the problem. Right, right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not saying it's a problem because I love to do it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not a problem. It's yeah. not a problem to those people. It's a problem but, to, yeah, those but, guys, but, yeah. but to them people, they're like, holy shit. And this is the thing, though. This is the other side of the coin. It's just as soon as, just as soon as that deer goes over there to Bubba Joe and Peggy Sue and Cousin Eddie and they, they lace him up. Cousin you know, Eddie's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just as soon as that happens, what's the other side of the coin? Oh, oh boy, this guy, he's 800 acres that he's been managing for the past 10 years. He's been hunting this thing religiously. He never seen his shooter buck come out in the daylight. He's got a thousand, twenty thousand pictures of some bitch, and he's just never <laughs> seen it come out in the daylight. But guess what happens? Bubba Joe turns his pack out on the edge of the property there, and it goes bam, bam, bam. Oh, they hit up, and he runs down there through there. Oh, oh. And then old dude with the private land's like, hey man, how much does it cost to join your hunt club? You know what I mean? And he's in on it too. You know, so I try to tell people, it's like, don't knock the method, man. We're all hunters. Yeah, yeah. You know, this shit shit gets twisted. People get, uh, you know, they just get get all clannish and they get all, you know, off standish. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all hunters. I don't care if you bow hunt, you hunt with the compound bow, a freaking longbow, or, you know, you hunt with the flintlock or he didn't uh, say crossbow. Shotgun. No, he didn't say crossbow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And none of that. It doesn't matter what it is that you're hunting with. You know, my uncle used to hunt with a crossbow, but he was handicapped. Yeah, yeah. And in Virginia, you used to have to be handicapped to hunt with a crossbow. Right. So and I the do, good old days. So, yeah. so I, so I kind of do believe that if you're hunting with a crossbow, you're some bullshit. Hey, hold on. We're going to get some bullshit. We'll get into this after the dog. I think that if you're hunting with a crossbow and, and, and you ain't disabled, then you, you, you need to do better. Yep. You that's coming from saying? a dog guy. That's, that's come up. Yep. Come away. Oh, that's man. some bullshit right there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no hold on. I meant that with all due respect. Hold on. I meant that with all due respect. All right. No, 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 no. That shit. That, that did sound really no, bad. I didn't mean it like that. Well, listen, that's I what didn't it mean was. it like that. You meant from a public gonna, perception. I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is what it is. You're going to get a shot out here, right. Jacob. Because he said that. I need to go ahead and just explain this, okay? So a lot of people's misperception, the, 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 
the misconception. Way is, to ruin the podcast, Jacob. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the misconception is that guys that dog hunt are are like some bullshit hunters, and yep. that they're not like they're not any good. I'm gonna tell you something. This I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a part of Southern dog hunting culture. I'm saying this because I truly do believe this. I've I could pick out six guys that are dog hunters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that the hunt effectively kill mature big bucks with dogs every year. I could pick those six people out and I could put them up against any single hunter in the entire United States. Right. As far as being efficient, being being uh killing the deer, you know, knowing what they're talking about, being able to give advice to other people. I could pick out six hunters that are better than any hunter just about anybody that I, I that you could come up with. I can I can pick out six people that that are would love to dog hunt more than steel hunt that mm. are better steel hunters than most people that you know. You want to know why? Yep. Because not only do they have the information that it takes to kill mature bucks consistently steel hunting, and do it in a country where people are running dogs. The they also know how to kill deer running dogs. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you learn how to kill big bucks running dogs, you understand how a mature buck thinks. You understand his escape rats. You understand what he's going to do, not just A, but B, C, D, and E. Because guess what? If not, you're chasing dogs all day long. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah, yeah, yeah. killing any deer. Nobody wants to come to your club. Nobody wants to pay. Pay the dues. You don't understand. To be an efficient dog hunter, to put big bucks in front of people all day long and have this shit jamming, and it's like a giant uh, uh, rabbit hunt or something, and you're everybody's killing everybody's. To, to have it go off the way that it should go off, you have to be a bad some bitch, for lack of better mm-hmm. terminology. Yeah, yeah. No, the, actually, so, the way you put that kind of it makes more sense because. If you don't know, you think it's just you run your dog. You think it. it's yeah. like, oh yeah, we're gonna sit over here on the other side of the property, and you just yeah. turn the dogs loose, and they're gonna come right here and I'm gonna shoot them. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you idiot. There's five different strategies to the thing, and you can. I mean, like some guys I know, they got fifteen thousand acres are running. Mm-hmm. We we turn the dogs out here, and we're over here guesstimating where they might come to two and a half miles from where I didn't turn them loose. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I might pick my dogs up in North Carolina, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This well, thing gonna swim two, three rivers. Uh-huh. You know they gonna stay on them. We we ain't even we can't even kill the buck at this point. We over here just trying to stop the chase. You yeah. know, I mean, you got people don't. Understand. This is why I wanted JJ Lawhorn to be the front man on WCB for hunting deer. Yeah, come on. So this conversation so, is what I wanted. <laughs> I, I, I have to defend myself too. Before you, well, you can you can try it. and save the podcast. I'm going you, to, and I'll give you your chance. We gonna get to some bow to. hunting because I mean no, this no. is a bow hunting. But I will podcast. say yeah. this when I remember earlier in the podcast, I'm like you got into some controversial things yeah. on the Tiki Talk. And then here we are. That's here that's are. what I wanted to get to. Yeah. But before you ruin the podcast, Jacob, <laughs> let's let let's let Jacob have a fair so, chance. So so <laughs> let me say when I said what I said, I meant it with all due respect because when you're in dog country, you run dogs as pushing for deer drives, correct? Right. So in Iowa, the humans are the deer, are the dogs. We do so that too. So, so, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like when when I'm out there. When we're out there hunting deer and doing deer drives and doing all this other stuff and doing all this crazy shit too, it's like we are 
looked at as dogs. This way slower. This is way this way slower and dumber. Yeah, but you how, know what I'm how, how effective? So. How effective is a badass man drive? It's pretty badass. It's it pretty, badass. pretty badass. Okay, See, I have See, I have but, zero like, experience. Here's with the it. thing, y'all just don't y'all just don't know. <laughs> y'all just don't know. Because y'all don't know what it's like to be able to throw buckshot at deer. Because because I'm telling y'all, y'all well, it's, think it's not legal. Y'all think, y'all think it's badass yeah. to shoot centerfire centerfire rifles in in slugs at, at deer while they're running and stuff. And it's very impressive. I've seen guys just crush deer with centerfire rifles and, and with with uh, slugs and stuff. It's, it's with the deer running and everything. It's very impressive. I even have a story about a guy that came down from New York and joined a hunt club that I was a part of who was from New York, and he was he would use slugs and kill deer, and we would laugh because it was legal in Virginia to use slugs if you wanted to, but but nobody ever used slugs, you know. But he would actually shoot the deer running with slugs. So That's what so we do you, in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, and it's I all, it's it. all you know, have. We have to. We can't it, use buckshot. I, I, I want you to make your yeah. point, but I got something that I, totally I want to bring something it. up here. What's, okay, go ahead. Me. No, keep going. Keep going. I, I want to stop you. No, it's fine. I'm just saying that, like, you know, we, we shoot buckshot where I'm from, and there's I don't give a shit who it is that tells me that buckshot is ineffective. I got copper-plated buckshot and something standing 20 yards in front I mean, I shoot and pull a three and a half inch uh, copper plated buckshot dog, 18 pellets. It's going down. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if it's a 700 pound uh, black bear. If I shoot it in yeah. the face, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> yeah. okay. So yeah. I got to bring this up because if I don't like I'm one, I'm going to get shit for it. But like I, I oh, we on WCB, we did a, a road podcast for picture drive on the way down here. And we always just off the top talk like we don't talk to each other about what we're going to talk about before we do it. That's sure. I think it's the, off the cuff. It's the entertainment like value it. of yeah. the podcast, that's right? right? Like that's right. That's what brings it. And it's honest conversation. That's right. I am like this. I don't gun hunt. I'm very minimal. I've right. killed some deer with guns. I'm more of a bow hunter. I'm more like, I'm more of the guy that like find the deer, make the clean shot. That type, right. that's, a, that's how I grew up hunting. That's how I've evolved hunting. That's what's pulled my interest in. Sure. I, I so I've made some, I say a lot of shit that I don't always believe. Does that make sense for entertainment <laughs> value? I, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard, heard, heard it. So I'm going to say this because I think it's going to open up a great... And I, I think this will be the last time we talk about it for a while. Probably for it, it's, it's because it's fresh in our minds. It's fresh Gun in our minds. But, but I want to do this because I don't want... JJ is very passionate, and I don't want to shy from this conversation. And I'm going to say right. some stuff I know you're not going to agree with, right, and, but, ahead, but I don't it. fully agree with them either. Uh, come on. I, I haven't loved the deer drive idea lately, especially in Illinois and Iowa, mostly because but, – but also the buckshot conversation needs to be brought up in this because we don't have buckshot. Yeah, right. And, and a lot of deer get wounded. A lot of guys that – all right, also, too, this is another thing to bring up because you might not know this because you're from the South and you're, you are Southern hunting culture. In Illinois, we have two firearms, se- two weekends right. a year. Right. So you get a lot of guys that ju- if they just hunt firearm, they hunt eight days a right. year total right. no, I get versus it. the guys that hunt almost three months solid. Sure. So you get a lot of guys that don't have hunting experience or shooting experience that are shooting at deer running full speed on a deer drive with humans. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> make that case. And my case is, to me, it seems kind of unethical for people who don't have that much experience. Now I get the hunting culture thing. It's getting families together. And I said that, and I, and I did preface it with... I think that there's people that are down there in, or up by, rather in Illinois. I think that the DNR and all those people of our... 
they need to consider implementing buckshot because, like I said, see, I find that interesting because no one's ever said that on our podcast. Because ever, if dude. you don't yeah. want to die, if you don't want to die, <laughs> if you I'm, if, I'm listening. if you want to kill deer and you don't want to die, and you, uh, like I mean, and I'll prove this. I go ahead and far as far as prove this. A lot of people think it's like what I'm saying is bullshit, but like I got a buddy that has been dog hunting longer than I've been alive, and he got shot and lost. He ended up having to lose like uh, like 14 inches of his large intestine oh. because of uh, a bad uh, hunting uh, mishap. Like during happened. a drive or something? During during a dog drive. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a situational, like uh, because of the dogs or because of, it was because of somebody's ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which is usually it what it, it is. It was just usually what it is. A lot of people think it's like, oh, like, you know, you're putting yourself in these situational things that are just gonna yield you to getting shot but it's not like that it's a lot of times it's somebody's negligence you know mm-hmm. one person can be Absolutely. a bad apple but uh but anyways you know I, I i've seen people you know uh get boogered up because of uh because of different things but here's the thing at the end of the day you got to use the tool, the right tools for the job. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to do man drives and things like this, buckshot is a whole lot safer than it is to shoot slugs. And probably Period. a touch easier Period. to kill a deer, right? So, so, right. so, so, so easier do, to kill a deer with buckshot gr- than a slug. Do I agree with Probably. I mean, do, there's more the channels. If, if a deer is standing 25 yards away and I shoot it with three and a half inch buckshot, it's dropping. I don't give a shit what it is. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. I don't care if you, you're eight feet tall, uh, 800 pound black bear. I'll shoot you in the face with a three and a half inch double op buck and you're dropping like a sack of bricks. Okay, so for the argument for <laughs> Illinois DNR to say that that's ineffective, when I came to hey, Illinois, JJ, pull your mic just up a touch. When please. I when I came to Illinois to go, uh, when I came to Illinois to go bow hunt for the first time, okay, they said I, I opened my bow case and somewhere in southern Illinois, opened my bow case and this guy said, oh, no, 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 get back, get back, you know, get rid of this, get rid of this, this buckshot, you got buckshot. I said, what are you talking about? I said, well, Buckshot, you know, this is all we use in Virginia. He said, no, 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 no. He said, you have a hard time convincing somebody you got that for, for shooting coyotes. He said, if you over here hunting deer with a bow and arrow and you got Buckshot in your bow case, you're in bad news. You're going to get locked up, you know. <laughs> And that was Jeez. my first. That was my first exposure to hunting in Illinois. Hey, welcome to heard, Yankee country, JJ. I never heard. <laughs> what I the never fuck, heard, dude? I never heard of nothing like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like buckshot. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm gonna just go ahead and give you the expedition. It's like I love bow hunting. I started before I was able to go hunt dogs. This is the true story. Before I was able to go hunt deer or dogs with a shotgun and this that, and other. When I wanted to go hunting, and I expressed to my daddy, "Hey." I want to go out here and do this. Uh, he said, all right, you want to do that? Well, you, when you kill a deer with the bow and arrow, then you can go out there and I'll let you take a gun by yourself. Mm. And you got to understand also, to put it in perspective, my dad was born in 1950, all right? I was born in 1993, which not that long ago. <laughs> you know what Jordan, I'm what year were you born? 2003. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So, when I'm saying I was born in 1993, my daddy was born in 1990. I mean, excuse me, 1950. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to think, like, when I was growing up, everybody I was growing up with was, was their grandparents was younger than my daddy. 
So I got this old school raising where my daddy got shot at when he was 15, 16 years old hunting with his daddy. And some 14-year-old kid wandered out of the stand and started walking around the woods, you know, and then saw something, bushes moving. And my granddaddy saw some blue in a a barrel glistening in the sunlight and heard something. And he jumped on top of my daddy. And this little 14-year-old kid sat there and crushed it, crushed every sapling over there, over their head. You know what I'm saying? And so, sound shooting something. And of course, you know, of course, the kid got the old boy got a lashing, and you know, I'm sure his daddy got evicted from the hunt club or whatever. But my daddy never wanted, had no desire to go hunting after that again. He said he'd kill like two does or something like this. You know, yeah, never, yeah. never even killed a buck or nothing like this. But my daddy's daddy fought in World War II and pulled gold teeth out of people's heads after he killed them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of people don't realize is like, like you get one side of the line that is all about the action and has necessity to do what they have to do, which was my grandfather. And then my daddy, you know, yeah, he killed a couple deer, but he also almost got leveled with buckshot by a 14-year-old kid, and he realized, you know what, I don't think I want to go hunting no more. Yeah, yeah. But then his kid, you know, is like, I want to go hunting. Yeah. And he's like, I ain't against hunting. I'll drop you off wherever you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Keep the stand between you and the ground and call me if you kill a deer. Yeah, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I grew up with this old-timey way of raising, you know. I grew up hunting. Uh, I, I would try to skip school, be sick, you know, like, <laughs> and I'll be over there watching the school bus go by and, and stop and say, oh, yeah, J.J. ain't there today, and then keep going by, and I'm over there in the woods waiting for old Boone and Crockett. Yeah! <laughs> with the bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. Because my daddy wouldn't let me home with a gun until I didn't kill one. But that's, dude, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. And that's so that's good. what that's I, that's what I, that was what I ha- had happened, and i tell you the truth. This is, this is something for your podcast here, man. Because if there's one thing I can leave your podcast listeners with is like, you know, you know, we're just average, average everyday people. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I ain't no better than you. I ain't no different than you really a whole lot. But I know this, man, that that God, he's God is good, man. Mm-hmm. And if you get a little bit of him, man, you, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so check this out, man. So when I was a kid, I used to... uh I used to go out there and, and uh, hunt with this bow and arrow. And my daddy used to say, he told me one time I was going to go down to the family farm and I wanted to hunt with a shotgun. I said, Daddy, you know, I want to go hunt with this shotgun. No, no, you ain't going to carry that shotgun. You know, your uncle's going to take you down there to the family farm. And I think I was 11 or 12 years old. You know, he said, you're going to go down there and you go hunt with that bow, you know. And I was all upset, you know. I told I told uh, my uncle my dad my mama's brother i said uh man i said i'm just i just tore up about this man i i wanted to hunt with the gun you know i know i can kill one you know i know i'm i i ain't gonna pull a cheddar bob you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> send me out there you know but i've been practicing this bow too out of necessity you know i wanted really bad to kill one with the bow but i hadn't had the right scenario to hunt it really hard i had hunted really hard and hadn't hadn't had one within bow range you know and and so anyways i go down to the family farm with my uncle he told me he said son he said 
if you ask God to make himself apparent in your life, he will. All right. And I'm like, all right, yeah, that's that's fine, Danny, well, whatever. He said, let me tell you something. Shut up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, God gave me a dream last night that you're going to kill like a, I don't know, like a six or a seven point buck, you know. And he said, uh, he said, man, you're going to go out there and you're going to have an experience with God kind of thing. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. And I remember they had just timbered a section of this farm, and I hadn't seen it. You know, I'd pulled up to this farm with my uncle in the dark, and, you know, it was, supposedly was going to be different than what I knew it as a child when the sun come up. So I just decided, all right, I'm going to go off in the dark here with my climber, and I wandered across this field, and... Got down to the edge of it, went down in the timber a good ways, and sun's starting to come up. You know, I'm struggling to find a tree, and I I put this climb around this tree, and I shuffle up this thing, and and next thing you know, you know, the sun is up, and I'm looking around, and I see this field from the climber. You know, I'm only seventy yards into the <laughs> yeah. into the woods. You know, and I'm like, damn it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even really go that far to the woods. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like 11 or 12, you know, but I mean, I'm back off in there by myself, you know, but I, but I thought, hell, I thought I had a little more gumption than that. Right. I, <laughs> I thought I was in there a little farther, you know, <laughs> but shit, man, I was off in there and, and, uh, I climbed up this tree, sun's coming up. I thought, damn it, man, you know, I ain't going to see, see a damn thing. So I sat there. I kind of got tired. I put my head down for a while. And I thought I heard some squirrels, you know. You know how that goes. <laughs> and, uh, and I, but I was, the whole time I had my head down, I was sitting there praying, just, you know, Lord, do like my uncle said, make yourself a parent in my life, you know. I I really want to see you materialize. I, I want to. I want to know that you're there and that you got my back and that, you know, make yourself a parent in my life. That's what he kept telling me. Just say that. Just say that. So as an eleven, twelve year old kid, whatever, I just I kept saying this. I kept praying this. You know what I mean? It's seven o'clock in the morning, and I thought it was a squirrel, but as like the Holy Spirit told me, look up. You know, I looked up and there was this bug. And he just started just easing on down there towards my way. You know how it goes. I said, Dad, he ain't going to come that close. Oh, here he come. He come back closer. Yeah, there he goes on down the line. You know, then he got right there underneath my stand. I eased on back, and I shot this deer. And I remember when I called my uncle, you know, because it was when we had these these flip phones were just a thing. And I remember... Uh, Flip phones had just become a thing. These ones that you slid up or whatever, the Intellos, wireless or whatever. And I was <laughs> an Intello. Yeah, I had borrowed that thing or something. Blackberry. To be out there. It wasn't even mine. It wasn't even mine. But I had this thing with me. You know what I'm saying? I called. I called my uncle. Hey, I was like, I killed. I killed the steer. You know. And he told me. He said. I never forget because my uncle. He's he's been long gone. You know what I'm saying? But he. uh I never forget it. He told me, he said, what took you so long? <laughs> That's what he told me. So here's a man that told me he had a dream that God gave mm -hmm. him that I was going to have this experience with God and that I was going to kill this deer. 
and it happened. And I was like, man, this was my real, my first real experience with God. I was like, man, when I call my uncle, what does he say? He says, what took you so long? Hmm. You know, it was, it was, it was some powerful stuff, man. You know, and you know what the craziest part was? We tracked this deer like three quarters of a mile, almost a mile through the cutover. I mean, through short pines where you just get eat up by briars. I'm talking about if you had a mm-hmm. backpack, it'd unzip every freaking zipper on <laughs> yeah. this thing. Yeah. Rip your ears all to pieces. And, um, but yeah, man, it's like those memories that you have of, you know, your first instances of hunting and what it means mm-hmm. to you and those things that you're grounded upon and you know that stuff right there that's what that's what sets you up for a lifetime you know yeah. and and that's what I want to expose young people to you know I try to take pe- young people hunting anytime the good lord inspires me you know and says yeah go ahead and do this I go I go out and take these young kids I ask their parents hey you know would they yeah, go ahead, take them. Come on, we'll come too. Yeah, let's go. You know, and man, to see kids' eyes shine bright—that is just the greatest reward, in mm. my opinion. You know, and and George Washington, he was documenting this stuff. He was celebrating this stuff. You know, and George Washington was a great American. You know, there are some people today that will say, "Well, he." You know, he was a racist or he had slaves or this, that, and other or whatever. You're an idiot. All right. George Washington was a great American. He loved the Lord. He loved all people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a misconception about the South. They think the South is is like racism, is bad and whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. Robert E. Lee, he taught little black children how to read and write in a time where it really was illegal. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have misconceptions about the South, but the people that were there, the people that represented it, they were God-fearing people. You know, we were y'all's cousins. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, we'd let people that that were greedy convince us to fight each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't about... Per se, that's all. Anything that happens nowadays, you know greedy people saying? letting other people. Yep. That's fight right. For them, that's you know? right. Exactly. That's right. It's, exactly. and, and so, at the end of the day, it's like it's like this. Today, we have a very divided world. You know, we all need some more Jesus. We all need some more loving each other. We all need some yeah. more. Hey, let's be a little less hardcore and let's be a little less forgiving to the next man next yeah. door. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Let's let's J- JJ. You if you don't mind, mean? man, I want I want to just like I want to make a couple points, man, because I feel like yeah you. Br- and then I want to I got a transition I want to make here because I want to I want to talk sure. about you as a person here too. Come on, you brought up. I mean, I'm so thankful you brought us in here, dude. I can tell you're you're a sentimental guy from just what little time I spent with you in person, like especially like when it comes to. I know I can tell you love your family, sure, and you love kids, and you care about hunting. I can tell you love Jesus, you love you love God, you love uh, your faith. And for me, with hunting, I, okay, I guess I like just being straight up. For me, I haven't had a lot of like faith in my life, sure. Um, but that's fine. I feel It'll but, come, but but I, I I'm going to get to a transition though. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. Sure. And my dad was my best friend. My dad's who got me into hunting. We shared hunting. And I have seen faith 
now more than ever. Maybe it took that like hard turning point. That's right. And I'm not, but I'm not a catalyst. I'm, I'm not to the point where I'm going to be like, hey, look, here's like what I'm going through, like with that. But I'll tell you that I've had like this transition in my mindset, and I think it's hunting and losing my dad and feeling the presence of my dad and maybe God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, and I think I'm still I'm evolving into that in a, in a positive. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I've had like spots that I hunted my ass off this year, man. And I feel like kind of since my dad passed, me personally, I've kind of been like sh- I, I almost cooked emotionally to a point. You know what I mean? I feel like when my dad passed, I was so fried mm-hmm. just emotionally. That's right. And I had a sit this fall. I sat all day. I got in the stand. I don't know what it was. This is weird. I told I told a couple guys at the studio this, like close circle friends. When the sun came up, I just like thought about my dad and just like started crying, like in the stand. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm like, I felt it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it was like, may, I, it, I don't know. Maybe my dad talking to me. Maybe my dad talking to me through God. Maybe being out there with them, kind of like what you were saying. Number two, mm-hmm. number amongst two, them. That's amongst right. them. Number two of the four. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I just know that like maybe maybe my spiritual connection to whatever, not maybe my spiritual connection to whatever God, uh, being able to speak to my dad directly yeah, through man. feeling is hunting, mm-hmm. right. And I think maybe like that's what I give to my kids, and then my kids get to know my dad through hunting. Oh yeah, that's right. That's I mean, dude, look, man. Say <laughs> something, man. But that that all ties back in, I think, to what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, it ties in what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, it ties in what I I'm just, getting. I at. hadn't said anything the whole time you've been talking about it. I figured I'd give you that. Yeah, while we're on record, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like whatever that is. We'll Here's the thing, you know, day, I, there's you know? an old saying, it's like, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, okay? Right, okay, oh, yeah, I mean, okay. That's, that's tough. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, if you actually think about that, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. You know, a lot of times you think some shit is coincidental, but it ain't coincidental. You know, you, you, you know, there's this, you know, the guy that's a bass fisherman, his name's like uh, G-Man or something like this. I can't remember what that, he's a uh, something swindle, Garrett, uh, I don't know what his name We have a, we have a fishing there's podcast. A, there, okay, so know. there's a guy that's a really <laughs> yeah. popular bass fisherman. Yeah. I'm not, I don't really give a shit about bass fishing. I, I mean, I like the bass fish, grew up fishing in a creek yeah. that was about this wide. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I go fishing. I, I like bass fishing. I, yeah. Don't hit me over the head. I love bass fishing. But, I fish, bro. But I'm just saying, like, I ain't in the pro circuit. I'm more of a carp saying? guy. This guy's <laughs> in the pro circuit, right? So, yeah. so he, he, I can't remember what the hell his name is. But, dude, I saw this video the other day, and it made me want to cry, man. And it just reminds me of what you was talking about. It was, he said, people ask me, you know, why I drive 12 hours to come down here to this property. In search of a, the smell of a rusty old gate. And he sat there and explained to people why, you know, how he, how he had this personal loss and somebody died and this, that, and other. And, and how he used to come down to this property, you know, and, he, and when the, when it was real cold outside and, and, and you know, it, him and his brother would come down there to go hunting and this, that, and other. You know, he, he could... When it was just a perfect morning, you know, he could just smell the smell like it was almost just this rusty old gate, you know. And he said, you know, people's like, 
why do I come drive down here, drive twelve hours for to try to sm- try to find this <laughs> this memory, this mm-hmm. scent yeah. memory, yeah. Yeah. basically. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's crazy. It's like, man, it makes me want to cry because, like, you know, you know, I lost my brother years ago, and I had uh, I wrote this song called uh, "Magnolias Blooming." And we had this, my great-grandparents' yard out there in the middle of BFE nowhere, man. There was these big magnolia trees. And I remember as a kid smelling the smell of these big magnolia trees. You know, and after my brother passed away, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to try and relive these experiences you have with these people that you love. You know, you try to think back of all the good times and stuff, and it... And it's like you have memory block, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But all of a sudden, you have something like a a memory from uh, seeing something or from smelling something. And then all of a sudden, bam, just like that, you remember all the things that you forgot. Mm -hmm. You know, so I wrote this song about smelling this old magnolia tree and just thinking about all the memories that I had with my brother when I was a child. And you know, that's a lot like that's a lot like that. What that guy was talking about, that bass fisherman. You know, he's talking about yeah. driving twelve hours to come down there to just try to pull up to this old gate and jump by the truck and smell this old smell. Yeah, and, dude, that's that's like relive that old memory and just stoke it. You know, just <clears throat> hit that match in your mind where yeah. you just you you're all of a sudden you're like yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy, dude? I know today's going to be a good day. Yeah. You're talking about that. Like, I had, so I killed a buck. I was hunting really hard. And I was like, to the point, I was telling guys on the podcast, I'm like, dude, I was, the the property I went to was a long way away from where I lived. And like, every morning I'd get up, kiss the kids, make the drive, get out, open the gate, pull through, shut the gate, get out, pack all my stuff, hike in, hang my stand, climb in the stand, get down, and then do it day in, day after. For That's right. Days after day. And I'm like, I got to, I, once I killed the deer, I was like, now. once I had killed the deer, then I could say, man, I was really getting tired of making that drive and That's going right. down there. And like, cause, But if I wouldn't have killed the deer, I would have kept driving down there and making the drive. Yeah. Right. Open the gate, and I wouldn't have really known that I was tired of going down there yeah. and making the drive. But I think part of it is it's like my dad and I, would drive down to the property, open the gate, right? Go in. All right. Good luck. Fist bump. You were reliving go. the same mm-hmm. methodical things that you did with your yeah. father, you but not really I mean. realizing it though. Like, it's yeah. like I know I'm doing it, but when you like do what you say you're gonna do and you look it's at it, it's not until like, you actually wax his ass that you realize, damn, I've done the exact same thing that my father did, mm-hmm. and and that he ran me through. I did the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it, man. Just, All right, let's transition, dude. I don't mean to get sentimental, but I think that yeah. was, no, good. was good. Though. No, that was that's good. good. That's good, man. man. I mean, honestly, here's the thing: when it comes to country music, you know, I don't give a shit what anybody says. You know, my favorite people in country music were the people that were authentic. You know, mm-hmm. the people that yeah. I felt like I could identify with when I was coming up, you know, that that lived like I did, that understood the struggle, you know. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, so, so at the end of the day, it's like this, man. I I feel like... I feel like guys... 
guys nowadays don't understand. You gotta you gotta live the shit before you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. For sure, you yeah. know. You yeah. know, there's a lot of people trying to talk about the shit, but they don't know about it. They never had the experiences with daddy taking them to the place, going down there and and teaching you and this and another. You know, they never had the the rusty gate experience. You mm-hmm. know, uh, everybody wants to romanticize that shit, but. You know, it takes somebody to do that, you know, and that's why I'm so passionate about moving it forward is because, you know, there was somebody who took me down to some old rustic gate. Yeah, yeah. Took me down there to some old farm and said, this is how you should. Yeah, you I got to put a gate on my is, farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, man? Yeah, yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, is it sure. takes people that are passionate about this way of life to push yeah. it forward yeah and you can say whatever you want to say you could say it doesn't you know you're not a good good hunter if you use dogs you can say you know blah 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 but at the end of the day if you ain't trying as a hunter to move the shit forward to another generation you ain't doing it yeah and you yeah. ought not be hunting in my opinion i think yeah yeah i think know? i think that's like one of the number one things about like the internet and people and everyone having their own opinion and having it amplified on the internet it's like you're when you're you're taking a very small snippet of people right. and you're watching what they're doing and you're analyzing what they're doing and you're looking at them and you're saying like that's not how i do it so i don't like it kind of thing that's right and but what you're not understanding is like you like you were saying you're not understanding what their their group is getting to when they're going back to camp and talking about what happened the um day prior and what's going to happen the next day and like the planning that goes into it and the the kids like putting your kids down to bed and be like all right hey you know what tomorrow's the day you know here we yeah, go we're going to yeah, go yeah, through yeah, we're, we're going right. to the the excitement that you get as a kid when you're getting ready to go on a deer drive and stuff especially it's like hey you know what Tomorrow's a new day. We're gonna hit this new piece. We're gonna go through it. We're gonna do this thing. And you're, I'm gonna have you posted up over here on this escape route. I'm glad you deal. That, and man. we're gonna be, we're gonna be pushing through it. And you're sitting there as a kid with your 12 gauge shotgun or whatever you're using at the time. You're like just old enough to be able to pull the trigger and do what you need to do in a safe manner. And it's like you know your dad's walking through with his with a couple of his buddies going through, and then you see the deer run out like. Now is now is the time to shine. You let her rip a couple times, and say you drop a deer. It's like, oh my gosh! And having your dad come up with his buddies or whoever else come up, like, hey, great job! Oh my gosh, this is great. We just killed a fu- like a big old buck or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like that that kind of stuff. Like you're not seeing all you're seeing is a bunch of dumbass people in orange walking through a piece of timber pushing Man. out deer when and I shooting would, them while they're you know, running it's like, it's so it's like you're not seeing everything that goes you, behind the scenes unless you're doing it man do you know like how many people talk about how like hunting okay or, or excuse me some how many people talk about uh, football okay yeah so they talk about football and like how how your kids being in a high school football program is going to help them become leaders for like next you know, future generations, society. You know, you gonna be, you gonna be like, you know, hey, this is this A is CEO how you, or something. Yeah, this is yeah. how your kids gain leadership skills right here. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If your kids go out there and join the hunt club and learn how to do long range hunting, they gonna be a little more success, successful than somebody that learns leadership skills from 
football, and I tr- truly do believe it because I did both of them. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm super, you know, whatever. You know? Well, with hunting, you're forced to make but, decisions. But, you can't well, bounce off anybody. But what yeah. I'm saying is, yeah. is that you have a critical way of thinking. It's like you know, in in uh, in uh, football. If you go over and you got to go ahead and make a crazy tackle and this, that, and another, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? You break your leg bone or your your thigh bone or this, that, and another. You know what I mean? If you pull the trigger, though, when you're going hunting and you pull it in the wrong place, you done killed somebody's kids and this, mm-hmm. that, and another. Yeah, it's heavy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. heavy. There's the consequences diff- there's a, greater. There's yeah. a diff- different consequential weight that comes along with that. And I'm not saying that... It's not a positive thing to have your kids in football. I'm not saying it's a positive. I, I mean, I, I I benefited from playing football, and I hated it. Mm. I only went join foot playing football because I broke my thigh bone in half, and I wanted to to run faster than the linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I I ended up doing that, and then they were like, "Well, damn, well you done hung in there like a booger in buttermilk as as long as we thought you would." So done. And longer, so you might as well just go ahead and play the rest of the season with us. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? That went as long as I don't like doing football practice on Saturday and Sunday. I want to go and go hunting. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then I went out there and I, I kept hunting. Mm-hmm. And I stopped playing football. You know, but that's the thing. At the end of the day... There's there's a lot of things that can build leadership skills. There's a lot of different things. Like football is great. I ain't gonna lie. But there's a, there's you can teach leadership leadership skills in a lot of different programs, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be a ball sports thing. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it can be hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, and and growing up in southern dog hunting culture they promote leadership skills you know if one day you want to be the hunt master and you want to have it all figured out there's so many different scenarios and there's so many different little things in between that you have to consider in order to make everybody that's a part of the team successful yes yeah otherwise you're a poor leader Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so there's there's elements about this that is a teamwork thing. It's we're not a football team, but we want to kill fifty deer, damn it, in one day. Mm-hmm. We come over here, and these people call us up. These people call us up. They got a chicken farm, Tyson chicken farm. They got crops out in the field, damn it. They got crops out in the field. And you know what? There's 40 deer every night in front of one trail camera. We'll pour a pile of corn on the ground. There's 40 deer in one night. They're raping the shit. There's too many many deer in one area. Mm -hmm. They're raping the area. Tyson Chicken Farmers say, come help us. We come down there. We run the dogs. We go kill 30, 40, 50 deer in one day. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. Why? Because we got the damn leadership shit. We got the. We got the. We understand we're working as a team. You want to be the head honcho? Okay. Well, you can work up to that. We got. We got a way to do that. You got a club. You know. what I'm saying. Yeah. You got. You got years of experience. Dude, in the Midwest, people's heads are exploding. Oh fuck! Partially mine. It's like <laughs> thirty. Like that's so crazy. But 
But like, uh, but check it changes out. the conversation. But like, like uh, check this yeah. out. If I if, if I've hunted with you for ten years, yeah, yeah, and you say the deer's going to the the tar road, yeah, I say okay. I know he knows that the deer's going to the tar road. I go to the tar road because I'm right beside the tar road. Yeah, I get down over the railroad tracks and I look down there and there's a hundred and seventy inch deer and I smoke his ass. Yeah. Well, why did that happen? Well, because you. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not saying. Now I'm not saying that at the end of the day, it's like this, man. People don't realize. It's like I could shoot a deer with a bow and arrow on a dog drive. I could shoot a deer with a flintlock rifle on a dog drive. <clears throat> I could shoot a deer with a friggin' buck double op buckshot on a dog drive. I can shoot a deer with a centerfire rifle on a dog drive. Yeah. There's no parameters as to what you can use. Mm-hmm. I can use a friggin' longbow. You know what I mean? Would you use People a might laugh at me. People <laughs> might laugh at me, but at the same time, I can use whatever I want. Yeah, There's no mm-hmm. well, the longbow. I bet that's pretty gangster. That'd be pretty. But gangster. what yeah. I'm saying is, is if I if I was just a yogi bear and I thought, damn, the old boys over here are going to drive this thousand acres, and I want to sit over here with the longbow over here in hopes that the deer uses this specific escape route. Yeah. And, and and then maybe I kill this deer. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I kill that deer, and then everybody goes, "Oh, you're genius." Well, no, I just I'm a good hunter, and I'm a yogi right. bear. Right, you right. know, and that's and that's the thing is that is in dog country you have to be that, otherwise you don't consistently kill big bucks. Right, right. You know, so well, dude. Cry- going, going back to it, JJ, like that's why I wanted you to be the first guy to the WCB audience to talk about. Southern culture, like real Southern hunting culture, and the dog thing. That's you know we we came to you for that, and that's that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. Yeah. E- even though maybe a lot of our you know most of our listeners are in probably the hate that shit. But, but at the end of the day, it's like this, man. I know a guy. They might hate it, but I'll they don't have to love it. It's, it's seeing it. I'm yep. going to say his last name is Hicks. I ain't going to say his first name, but his last name is Hicks. And he's a friend of a friend, and he's got a lot of land. He's got, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred acres or whatever. And he he's one of those people who's seen both sides of it. He, he just not against dog hunting, but he doesn't do it himself. Yeah. He's done it in the past. He chooses to try to manage his shit out there, and he kills nice bucks every single year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gigantor shit. He's not against the proper running of dogs, but at the same time, you know, he you know, he 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 does he does what he does and he hopes that nobody runs through his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Which which, you know, I think you know, I I may I make like I said earlier, I make statements I don't fully believe. Right. I you know, I question the deer drive thing. Do I believe it a hundred percent? No. Like in Illinois and Iowa. Do I am I against driving Deer with dogs, no, mm-hmm. but it's a cultural thing. Sure. That guy, like you said, did it. Would he? Would, does he want you to go through his piece? No, no. <laughs> no <laughs> but, he but does, no. He, does he get it? Yeah. Yes, he gets but it. But does he kill a big buck every year? Because most of the time he can not have somebody go through his shit. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. kills a big buck every year, and he kills multiple big bucks every year, and you know it's well, all good. You, but it, but then again, when he sees somebody else kill a big buck with dogs, he's like cool it's just what it you is know, it's yeah. just it's just like he don't care you know i like the person that's like okay you know even if i don't do your shit you know what i'm saying like i can respect it yeah yeah well mm-hmm. you know just and, don't and, run your shit on my land yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And and part, i get it you know and part of it is it's just kind of like 
you know, you can you can express an opinion and we could still get along. Like we talked about the oh, Victor yeah. Jarvis episode. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, yep. If you can, if we can just at least do that, damn it, then we can keep all these bullshit politicians at bay. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be dog hunters versus still hunters. It doesn't yeah. have to be versus know, crossbow hunters. Yeah, yeah. That, man, yeah. You know what I'm saying like you know, JJ's what? like, well, except for the crossbow <laughs> hunters. Listen, <laughs> man, if they're not disabled and you want to use a crossbow, if it's by the law, then you know what? I'm not going to talk about so much shit to you because at the end of the day, we're going to talk a little shit. If it's by, <laughs> If it's by the law, you know what I'm you saying? Can do it. It's you can by do it, the yeah. law. We're gonna call you gay. I, the reason why I have my opi- the reason why I have my opinion about it is because when I was growing up, the only instance where you could use it what by the law was if you were disabled. Gay. Yeah. Oh, so disabled. I have a certain you know yeah. I have a certain feeling towards it because my whole Same life thing in Illinois. It was like yeah, that. Iowa. You know, and nowadays, like I said, if you if you're a willing and able and you can pull a bow back, I don't think that you should be shooting a crossbow. Yep, I'm with you, saying? brother. I, I I'm a hundred percent like that. I'll go that into my grave because that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Stand by JJ Lawhorn, backed by Curtin Jacob. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like I said, but you know what? My uncle he fell off a roof of a house. And he was like 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? He's a big old boy. He's probably six, Hit hard. six foot four, six mm-hmm. foot five. You know what I'm saying? 350 pounds. He fell off a damn roof and he broke his ankle and he had to have it fused. So he couldn't really get along like most people got along. He was like, he might as well have been damn Redbeard or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He was hopping on Cassidy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, but he couldn't move around a lot and he, he used a, a crossbow. You know what I'm saying? He could, if it was viable, if it makes sense, if you got yeah. some sort of freaking deficit, you know what I'm saying? If yeah, you can't, yeah. do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? If if basically your exposure to the woods anymore is going to be going a hundred yards out of the truck, climbing up a stand and sitting for a little while because that's all you can stand. Well then, damn, who am I to criticize mm-hmm. you? For sure. If yeah. you want right. to use a damn crossbow, or whatever. Then kill the damn deer. You dude, I break my wrist next year. I'm hunting the crossbow. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But but at the same time, you know, if you ain't got no better reason, if you ain't if you ain't got no source of deficit, man, you ain't got no reason to be hunting the crossbow. Right. I'm with you. I think I, I think the major the vast 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 majority of bow hunters think the same way. Where it's like something happens to you. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. sit there and gatekeep and deny you my wife draws a compound bow bro yeah right but it's like i'm not gonna sit here and try (laughs) to deny you deny you access out in the woods to do what you love to do right but at the same time like if you're first of all imagine if i went out there and this this conversation is so beat you know i I almost hate it it's insane but i want to talk about jacob what and i this dude's so humble over here i want to talk about jj and he won't let us talk about no he won't he wants to talk about hunting he wants to talk about hunting. I want to talk about you for a minute, dude, because you're on. our guest. We're at your place, but you're our guest in the same Come way on. here. I want to talk about how the hell you're from Virginia. You're a country music artist that ended up out here in Tennessee. Uh, you're I, there's some things I get into about a couple songs, but dude, what was it like coming up like with a music career? Like how hard was that to chase? Because well, everyone, that's like a dream, right? Of every I kind of had a weird thing happen to me. You know, when I was a kid, you know the internet was starting to come about and so i put some shit on the internet and i ended up having some old boy hit me up on the internet in the internet's infancy 
You know what I'm saying? And we're talking MySpace I'm here? Talk, what are we no, talking? I'm, t- I'm talking before that shit where, like, YouTube had just become a thing. Like, it oh, was we're like, still it, just cat videos? Like, okay, we just aired YouTube, you know? Like, nobody has any videos on YouTube, right? Like, so I, like, put a video on YouTube, and had some old boy hit me up on this thing, and it was like, hey, you know, man, I like what you're doing, man, you know? Uh, I produced music for Justin Moore. Like you should, uh, man. Like, like let let's get in touch. Let's do some. Let's you know, let's talk about some shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the hell? You know, I'm like 14, <laughs> 15 years old, and I just the shit just came about. You know, and I'm like, well, damn, somebody just sent me a message down the pipeline, <laughs> and I was, th- I think I was like. Oh, I think I was grounded for chewing tobacco or something like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like 13, 14 years old, and then you know, I get this message like, yeah, I produced Justin Moore, like, blah, blah, blah. Well, the guy didn't know that I was, you know, some little punk-ass kid. He thought I was an adult, you know, whatever. I told him, I said, yeah, you know, I'm this punk-ass kid living in, you know, Virginia or whatever. He's like, all right, I need to talk to your parents. Well, <laughs> what was funny was, is like, by the time he's like, I got to talk to your parents, I, I was in damn agriculture class. I was in uh, FF, like, uh, what the hell you call oh, yeah. it? Horticulture, oh, horticulture, you horticulture, you know, whatever, right. you know what I'm saying? I was the vice president of my FFA chapter, and uh, and I had a hard time explaining to my teacher, you know, that I had this big town Nashville producer calling me or this, that, and other. And she took my phone away from me. She said, I don't care if it's Jesus calling you. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you Who's do, this child do it, predator do it, do on it, the Do it phone. after school. Yeah. You know, do it, call somebody after school, you know. Yeah. And this was just when phone, cell phone things was becoming a, you know, like have a have a cell phone was a thing, you know. I mean, I remember when I was growing up as a kid, we had the damn thing where you turned it round and oh, yeah. round. A and then went to yeah, a damn a number. Phone. And then turned it round and round. Shashing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, ruled, man. I remember when people just showed up. That's what the hell you just, you just showed up. You didn't, on the door. you didn't know when nobody was like, calling. Who the fuck's at my house? Well, yeah, you just showed up. These people just showed up. But, but anyways, but yeah, shit, yeah. And I told my mom, like, yeah, shit, you know, this guy had a big record producers and called me and got my phone taken away. Did, did everyone know? around you Come at the time knew phone. you did music? No, no, really. It was just, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> so man, like were you kind of like? I was a kid. I like bring the banjo to school and like you know guitar and shit. And, like kids would make fun of me because it was over like like playing damn, <laughs> yeah, blooming of Kentucky, keep on shining. They're like, dude, this isn't what for a uh, for a study hall is for, you know? They're like, Shut up, you know. <laughs> But I, you know, like your parents knew you were into music and stuff. At oh this point, yeah, right? hell yeah, yeah. yeah! But you know, like I said, it was hard to convince them that you know I got my phone taken away. You're because, recognized because some big time record producer from Nashville had didn't. <laughs> he found pick, me on the internet. Found me on the internet. <laughs> well, I get it though, dude, because no, like we knew because we were kids what YouTube was, but right. they didn't. Uh-huh. Hell you know? yeah! No, all right. Well, look here, oh, man. Commercial break. <laughs> This break on the podcast is brought to you by Tackling Tacos, our fishing podcast. And Jacob's going to take a pee. And when he gets back, I'm going to do the same. Easy. Oh, shit. Don't put it on top. No, don't put it on the recorder, Jacob. You can find Tackling Tacos on any podcast platform. It's a WCB Network podcast. How you doing back there, Jordan? Entertained? I am. Quiet. 
all over the place. It is. I'm I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this. A lot of Jordan. Are you got a timer running on your phone there? Yeah. I bet you do. Where is your phone? Oh, you're rocking. You're a pro, dude. I don't know why I doubt you. Never do you ever doubt me? Nope. You don't? Really? I don't know. I just wonder. Sometimes I think I'm like, I wonder if our intern's just like, what the fuck is this dude that's running this ship? I'm the captain of the ship, and it could hit an iceberg at any moment. But it hasn't yet. <laughs> me too, brother. I got big problems if it does. Do we want to check cameras while we got a commercial break? Just in case. Cool. No, this is awesome. It's a very the it's the Southern Hunting Culture podcast I wanted. Honestly, it really is. It's sentimental. It's had entertainment. It's gonna get better. Oh, we're getting into it. JJ's back. Jacob's peeing. We're doing a commercial break. Yeah. Hey, what's the best? Where do you like people to listen to you the most? Spotify. Is Spotify the number one spot where people go to listen, or what do you, what do you want Look, them to man, listen to you on? I tell you what, if you want to listen pull that to up me, just a touch, just a touch, brother. If you want to listen to me, all right, go 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 to the damn iTunes store and buy iTunes. that shit. Okay. Because you know what? Here's the thing, man. At the end of the day, if something costs you ninety nine cents and you buy into it. And and it's a part of you're a part all all of a sudden of of someone into other people's lives. Whoever you're supporting, whoever you're supporting, and that's sowing into other people's lives. If you support them, you are sowing into their lives. The okay. people that they sow into iTunes, lives, you know, what buy I'm on iTunes. Hey, look, man. Apple iTunes, Music now, isn't it? Apple Music, Spotify. I don't really give a shit which one <laughs> which one you use. Just tell some people, look, J.J. Lawhorn is out there trying to tell some people about Jesus, trying to spread hunting culture in general, trying to unify hunters in general, mm-hmm. trying to keep us in our tradition alive because there's a lot of liberal people out there that would like to try and keep us from being able to have our kids have the same sort of experience that George Washington did. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I think that shit is un-American. And Mm -hmm. I think that any time somebody wants to try and squash what America is about, I think you should just go ahead and phase them out. I think you should just go ahead and squish them out. I think think if you want to crawl over here into America and you don't want to become an American, I think that we should just squish you out. I think that my granddaddy pulled gold teeth out of uh, people that he killed's head uh, because because he loved his country uh-huh. because he wasn't allowed he wasn't allowed to just say oh it's okay you could come in here and invade my country and you could come take my children and abduct my children and and take my country over no no he shot him in the face and he went ahead and he <laughs> pulled their gold teeth out rather than to leave them and he and I got him still today and you know what? At the end of the awesome. day, that's American, okay? <laughs> that you want to come over here and tell me that we ain't the greatest country on earth? Okay, well, tell me who's conquered some shit like we have, okay? You know what? There much, might be a bunch of sissy people right now that are in power and this, that, and other. But I can tell you, there was 30 million people that bought a hunting license during mm-hmm. COVID. 
there's 30 million people that bought a hunting license during COVID. It's an army. Okay, <laughs> oh, so yeah. let me tell you something. People used to tell me, JJ, you're not going to do any good by, by, by doing a conceptual album that's all about hunting. I have numbers. By the numbers, I have the greatest selling, greatest, most streamed, most listened to, whatever the hell you want to say. I have the most listened to hunting album. Album that's a concept of an album about hunting. I have the greatest one of all time. I do. Per, the, per the numbers. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you this. It's, it's like this. Why? Why do I have the greatest one by the numbers? Well, because I love Jesus. I love America. If if you don't if you don't come if you don't come to American people with American values, if you don't come to American people with the things that America was founded on, you're never going to be successful, man. Mm-hmm. I, I represent hunting wise what America used to be. Okay, and that's why I go ahead and tell the future generation, hey, this is what it needs to be. Y'all carry it forward. If you can't be an example for the people that are to come, then you ain't shit. George Washington was a great example. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of people like me, you, him. Great examples of great Americans who are trying to pass on a tradition forward. I do. I, I do want to say that is one thing because, like, um, just listening to it, it's like there's a lot of hunting um, songs and albums out there that are kind of not great, right? But yeah, listen, hell yeah, li- but li- that's why I made yeah. all shit. But I say, listening to your music too, you do exemplify that Southern hunt culture really well. You do exemplify that hunt, just that standard American hunting culture really well through your music. Thank and you, it man. is, it is great. I've been I work listen- really hard for that it, shit. It, it, is, it is great, dude, like honestly. I, like that's, get- that's the main point of your music is like the hunting hunting culture and what it's like to because nobody does that shit everybody's fucked everybody's scared you know i hate to say be dropping f-bombs and say poor words but it's like everybody is scared man yeah you know what i mean i and you know what is what sucks i'm the last i'm the last of my kind in the sense of country music because nobody wants to wants to say that confederate history is american history you know mm-hmm. and that's and that's that's something else completely but it's like you know what i i love northern culture i love the fact that people want to offer me to go ice fishing even though i don't want to go yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i love northern culture like, I, mean, I, I love northern culture i love i like like i love y'all but like at the same time we're not know, that north. But like, <laughs> but like, I just We're I can't <laughs> I can't I can't stand when people was like, man, these people are ignorant. You know, JJ's ignorant. You know, this dog hunting shit is ignorant, or you know, the southern shit is ignorant, or this or the northern shit is ignorant. It's like, look, man, we're all Americans. We have traditions. Yeah. We're all rooted in the same things. We're all rooted in the same principles. We need to come together as one. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if you're a bow hunter. I don't care if you're a freaking deer hunt, deer dog hunter. I don't care if you're a freaking rifle hunter. It doesn't matter. If you celebrate the 
the ability to be able to buy a hunting license and go hunting every year, you need to unify and you need to explain to people why it is you do what you do. If you're not doing that, you're a part of the damn problem. Mm -hmm. And I will go to my deathbed saying that right there. Because if you ain't explaining to other people why it is you do what you do and how that ties into American tradition, then you're then you are bullshit. You should not do what you do. You should not do it. You should not go out there and hunt. You should not be a part of hunting culture. You should not because you have to pass it on. It will not survive without people who will further further the thing. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's, sure. and that's the sure. whole reason why you know you started WCB and yeah. Victory Drive and Tackle and Tacos. It's like it's to get this whole this whole thing, this whole uh, lifestyle out in the open and be like, and, and ex- like you said, explain why we do things the way we do, it. and that's why you make the music you make that's is right. to explain why you do the things that you do. That's right to the general populace. That maybe doesn't do that, or, or is, never have or, an opportunity otherwise, never, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But then when they get to see the shit, they're like, "Damn, maybe <laughs> I want to go dog hunting too." That or they're like, "Maybe cool. I want to go bow hunting too." <laughs> yeah. Because you know, here's the thing: is like, for as much as I am about dog hunting culture, I am about bow hunting culture because y'all don't understand. But I did tell you earlier. I said. The first deer I ever killed in my entire life was with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first deer I ever killed, be- out of necessity, I, my daddy would not let me carry a gun until I had killed a deer with the bow and arrow. Okay, that is sweet. So I'm telling you right now, I killed a deer with the bow and arrow to be able to be initiated into Southern culture style hunting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so I, cool, I kind of like done the northern shit <laughs> to get into yeah. the southern shit. Well, I'll, I'll you know tell you, what I mean? JJ, when we got here, like, dude, I've talked to you on Instagram, right? But like, we <laughs> met you today, right? You know, like right. all we talked about around the campfire before we got in here was bow hunting stories. Right. Yeah, like, right. So right, right away, I'm like, this dude is rounded. He gets it, like rounded in the culture. So. And we haven't really talked about the bow. I, I want, we should say the bow hunting stuff. That story needs to be told, retold in the studio. Yeah, you, can we make oh, that yeah. pact? You come to the studio and tell that story with us. One of these days, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, we'll get you up there. Okay, but um, it's nice. What in your music career? What was the thing that like changed things for you in your eyes? Like when when was it like? All right, now this is different. What was well, like the thing? Here's the thing, man. You know, by the numbers, here's what's crazy, man. Like, by the numbers, the best thing that I ever did was tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the thing. I never set out to tell people about Jesus to make money. And that's why it's so awesome is it just goes to show you that if you, if you, if you go out there and you ask Jesus to make himself a parent in your life, like, I challenge anybody that listens to this ever, like, just right now, just be like, hey, Lord, make yourself a parent in my life. Even if you're like half-ass, you know, I'm telling you something. I challenge you to do that because what you'll end up realizing is he'll show up and you'll be like, damn, the best thing I ever did was something that had to do with Jesus. So, 
if you want to ask me what made me the most money, what did the most for me, you know, what elevated me beyond anything else, right now all I have to say is that is some shit that has to do with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, man. It has to be, has to do with me just keeping it real and telling people that you know what, one day when we die, if you know Jesus, you'll go to another realm, man, and you'll be caught up with the people that you love and that you care about. And you're going to be able to watch the people that you love and that you care about and root them on as they do what they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that right there, that song, Good Old Boys Like Us, you yeah. know, God's got a, a spot in heaven. We that song on the way down here for the record. <clears throat> yeah, God's awesome. got a spot in heaven for good old boys like us, you know. He knows he knows wings that just ain't our things, you know. Up there we drive pickup trucks, and, and as we speak, we're probably spinning tires and slinging mud, you know, mm-hmm. you know. God's got a place for good old boys like us, you know. And to me, to me, it's like, yes, man. If you just if you just put God first, all the rest of the stuff will follow. You know, you can be a great bow hunter, you can be a great country music singer, you can be a great family man, you can be a great businessman. But if you put Jesus first, you'll be better. And and what you'll end up realizing is is that damn, just nothing, nothing. Nothing does better than Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. And I and and here's the thing: is like I'm gonna, I, I just know, I just know, like as time goes forward, you're gonna be like, holy shit, JJ, JJ. He knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Not because I think that I'm some egotistical asshole that needs to, to have the validation <laughs> of you telling me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. No, it's like because I know how good my God is. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. know how good. Like when I pray and I'm like, man, Lord, today is awesome. I mean, I just, you know, I ain't going to sit here and pray for a big buck, but, you know, this is just. What if like, you could? You know, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just, I just say today is awesome, man. I just, yeah. I just, I can't even sit here and pray for a big buck. You know, I mean, just like just today to there, is just, yeah. such, I mean, 60 degrees. The the freaking mosquitoes aren't eating me. I'm sitting <laughs> off on a blowdown. You know, I'm just, it's just a good spot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just having a good day. Thank you, Lord. And then, yeah. you know, I wake up after my slumber of about 20 minutes and I look up and here's a damn big old buck coming down the line behind the dough ease that 20 gauge up and just say kapow thank you lord or you know i just ease that long bow up and just send that old freaking fresh nap arrowhead down the line and you know here's the thing y'all didn't even realize but after we get done with this podcast we're gonna go out there and we're gonna mine some legitimate sacred flint Okay, oh, because dude, behind man. behind this, I've never done that. Behind this, oh yeah, behind this cabin is a rare source of Tennessee, Middle Tennessee flint, and it is bluish grayish flint. It is legitimate. Uh, four different tribes came down from a long ways to, to source this flint. Okay, and I. I found the first 
arrowhead I ever found in my entire life. I've been looking for him for a long time. I've seen a million old boys that I was with pick one up at the dirt. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a million of them, dude. But the first one that I ever picked up myself was down there in that where the hogs are down there oh, okay. in that pasture and i used to have the dog kennel out there and now one day i looked down there after a washout and i saw that freaking perfect flint sitting there arrowhead napped out like that i said son of a bitch and i, I started started going to these historical society meetings and and finding different things about the local area and i found out that four different Indian tribes came from long ways to get to right here where we're standing out right now to be able to source the flint that they would nap for their arrows to hunt. That's so, awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna take some flint back here from behind the cabin. I'm gonna send y'all with it yes. so that y'all can take and learn to nap your own arrowhead. And this is the thing. I never killed no ginormous buck with a with a flint piece of flint, you know what I'm saying? But I, I have killed a deer with a traditional arrow set up and I have killed a deer with a uh you know, long bow that I carved and everything like that. So I would consider myself I am part Native American, you know what I'm saying? It's a small fractional thing, you know, it goes Powhatan, Powhatan Indian, you know what I'm saying, way back. But I consider myself an honorary Native American because I have killed a deer with the traditional means with the flint, beast flint, and that's yeah, yeah. another. It took me three times, which is more than I think I've ever missed with the compound bow or anything in my whole hunting career. It took me three shots before I actually hit one with the... <laughs> right, to get it done. It's a yeah. different ballgame, yeah. dude. It's a, it's a totally it's, different ballgame. It's game. a totally different ballgame. But I'm telling you something, it'll, it'll make you appreciate shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why, even though I like to firearm hunt, I my favorite means of doing it is a flintlock rifle because I feel like that's as close as you can get to being a traditional bow hunter in the firearm world. Right, right. Or, of course, yeah. you can get to killing a red coat. Ah, you could do that. I got him with that one. <laughs> Those fucking guys, they didn't hunt shit. Well, they the wait for I'm real a, Americans I'm to come tell you some shit. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I can't even sit here and I, I'll shit talk a British. Yeah. <laughs> I'll gonna, shit talk a British. But here's the thing. I will never, I will never shit talk the French. I would never <laughs> shit talk no. to French. You want to know why? It's because George Washington, he's pretty much my damn, he's pretty much one of my role models. Dude, if you don't have a portrait of George Washington at your house. I have I'm, one. Okay. Okay. I, I was going to say, he's crossing cross the Delaware. One thing I have gathered. Is I got all kinds guy. of shit. I got all kinds Y'all ain't got no idea. I got all kinds of shit, Dude, man. give a George Washington tattoo? I have. No, no, I don't have that shit. Not yet. I ain't got no George Washington tattoo. I ain't never going to get no George Washington tattoo. But I got a, I got a portrait of him on the wall down there at the house. You did one at the cabin, man. Listen, man. Yeah. Like I said, we had to, we had to for insurance in. purposes, we had to get everything out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, sure. Uh, so we, it's just kind of a Dude, little skeleton of what it bring, used to be. JJ, but. I got to bring something up. What's up? So I want, I, we were listening to this on the way down and Jordan's a young gun back there and he goes, mm-hmm. no shit. We're listening to you. 
Oh, yeah. You're the Drop Zone theme song. Yes, that is yes. true. So the drop, everyone that is into hunting like media knows the Drop Zone. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't had the Drop Zone boys on yet, but uh-huh. we'll get to that. Maybe that would be a great follow-up to this That'd podcast. Be a good one. Come on. You're the Drop Zone theme song, dude. Yeah, well, you know, it. here's the thing, man. Like, people don't realize, like, when I was a... When I was a little kid, there was this little sprinkle of TV that I got, and I didn't care about trying to to watch the news. I was trying to find this little specific corridor of TV called hunting TV. You <laughs> We're know? familiar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I figured out how to get on down there to just the the uh, the Alex Rutledges of it. Yep, you know what yep, I mean? Yep. Like because like Hunter Specialty was was a big thing when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, uh what was that T V show it was um Primetime Bucks? I don't know what the hell it was, but there was, <laughs> I didn't watch much TV, man. Like, I didn't, we, we had a satellite dish out in our damn field, and it never worked the whole time I was going up. <laughs> what the hell, I man? I mean, the thing was big around, it was so big around, you could skateboard in there. Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, some bitch was huge. <laughs> like your bad one. I mean, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, it was so big, I swear off. to God, it was so big, you could skateboard in the thing. It was, uh, <laughs> and we still couldn't get damn local channels, hardly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man. Look, at the you end, get PBTV, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, PBS or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah the friggin' yeah. channel, one channel or two channels. That was it. That was all you got. <laughs> yeah, man. People don't people don't realize that shit, man. I, I swear, <laughs> you know, you think you think that you're hardcore, man. Like I grew up hunting with a group of guys. I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Okay. And I was the only person that was under 45 or 50 years old that was in this hunt club, okay? I go out there with these guys, and they didn't do no dog hunting, none mm-hmm. whatsoever. They just do, did drives. They did man drives. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys did man drive military operations. <laughs> they will call. They would pick your dogs up at the place they was getting ready to go hunt. Say, hey, we got your dog. We got the collar. This is your number, right? You own this dog. Yeah, yeah, we just drove that property just about 30 minutes ago. You might as well pack it in because there ain't nothing in there now. We done drove the dogs all the way through it. And then the guys that I was hunting with go, okay, yeah, I heard that. But line your shit up all around the property here. Get every guy you got. Go back around the property and line it back up because we about get we about to go through it here, here. and some shit's getting ready to happen and not like what you've done but some some other shit's getting ready to happen and they'd be like you're crazy man we didn't drop 30 dogs in there man we didn't run your biggest shit out of there we didn't killed it bubba joe done got it squared up and you're like he's like the guy i'm hunting with is like no 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 go 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 back what you uh, okay well if you don't want to listen to what i have to tell you well then just hold up and you're gonna hear what we got and and then we'd line our shit up around the thing and then we'd go in there and the next thing you know go back go back go back go back 
Ah! It sounds like World War Three in there. You next thing you know, you think some yeah, you think your shit is bad. Let me tell you something right now. When old Red Eye Hunt Club rolls up in there, we done we done laced it up. We over there dropping them in the cut over. I'm over the I'm fifteen I'm fourteen, fifteen years old, hopping in the briar patch. I'm freaking crawling up under some shit like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get up in the little tunnel just to get through so I don't got it up in my face. You know what I mean? I'm crawling on down through there. And and then look here. Then next thing you know, I got the gun. But damn, there's a, 20, there's a 24, 25-inch buck squatted down in front of me. Yeah. But I pull up on the damn... I pull up on the shit and I can't because the damn shotgun barrel won't come up because there's a wall of briars in front of me. And I'm pulling up like this, like this. I don't care what you got. Longbow, buckshot, uh, centerfire rifle, a long long gun, whatever. It doesn't matter what you got. It don't matter. You're in a damn wall of briars. But there's some bitches from here to the couch from you. And you're like, holy shit. What you do? Well, I'm pile driving through that some bitch. I'm gonna run like hell and just keep keep pushing and throw up the damn buckshot and go kapow kapow. <laughs> and I'm telling you something right now, man. People don't realize these guys that I hunted with, they were for real. They were like military operation with the man drive. Oh yeah. I mean, guys that hunted with dogs, they would be bewildered. <laughs> They'd be like. Our dogs must have not have gone in there with where their, those guys went. I just don't know. I mean, I mean, we killed 30, 40 deer out of this one block that these guys had run their shitty dogs all through. You know what I mean? Like, and so, so I'm a dog hunter. You know what I'm saying? I got badass dogs that will get in the briars. But, I, but that's why I know how to be a badass dog hunter is because oh, yeah. I've seen – the parallels uh, of it, you know, it's like I seen guys that thought that they were awesome dog hunters that sucked. I seen guys that thought that they were badass man drivers that didn't know how to walk through the bars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I seen. I mean, like I tell people the other day, I was hunting with the the freaking chief of the Mattapanai Indian tribe. I mean, how badass is that? I mean, I got a little native in me, but. Not enough to join the tribe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not like, enough to date his daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But I'm hunting with the chief of the, the Mattapanai Indian tribe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm hunting on tribal land. I'm yeah. hunting on the, the damn Indian reservation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going out to these guys say, hey, come. Dude. Come yeah. with hunt with us. You know, but why? Because they know that I'm over here. I got the knowledge of somebody who knows how to boat hunt deer. I know how to freaking dog hunt deer. I know how to drive deer. I know how deer think. I know how deer move. I know how deer do. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, and, right. and if you ain't got that, well, then how the hell as a white man are you going to try to run a damn Native American a deer? <laughs> <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Loud and clear, dude. You know what I love? I love that. I've been trying to talk to you about this. True. This is, this it's is my, so true. It's so true. This is my favorite thing about JJ. Is oh. I'm like trying to let him like give us his music career thing. He won't. But it, it just but, but it shows you how real this dude is because we just yeah. go back to hunting. Oh yeah. And right it, well, back hunting it. is a huge part of why it, I love country music. It's because <laughs> my favorite country music singer, Jimmy Martin. 
God rest his soul, he was all about hunting. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he was just this little punk ass kid that grew up in the middle of nowhere in Sneedville, yeah. Tennessee, and he had to go walk three, four miles to go meet up with this old boy under the shade of an old oak tree and play guitar and the guy would say, Here, here, you try my guitar here, I'm gonna teach you the chords, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then this guy says, Yeah, well, I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna be on the the Grand Old Opry with Bill Monroe, you know, and yeah, they're yeah. like Screw you, dude. You know what? Matter of fact, you sing too much, some bitch. You're fired. And he's like, you know what? All right, that's all I need. And he goes yeah. up there and he freaking sneaks into the Grand Old Opry. And the next thing you know, he, hell, he's over there singing with Bill Monroe, the grandfather of bluegrass music. And then he says, you know what? Damn it, Bill Monroe, I appreciate you offering me, me to be in your band. And you know what? I'm going to take you up on it. It's just as soon as I go back to Sneedville, Tennessee, and tell this some bitch that fired me, thank you for firing me, because tomorrow night you go hear me on the Grand Old Opry, you some bitch. Come on. And you know what? That's what it is about me and country music. I had some old country dude who is who's a good old boy bring me into this town and say, you know what? You should do this shit. You know, one day when I make millions of dollars, I'm just going to freaking write this old boy a check. He don't even realize it now, but I'm going to write this old boy just a fat check, and I'm going to bless the shit out of him just for bringing me down here to this town. And Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I, just, I love that's it great. because it's but, like, yeah, it, it's like, that's a compliment. I hope you take that the right way. Come like, on. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, you're so passionate about hunting, I can't get you to talk about... I mean, you're on a hunting podcast, right? But, like, I consider us, like, 50% hunting, 50% entertainment. Right. I'm trying to get you to, like, brag. Yeah. I'm trying to gas my boy up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you just are so into hunting, which is, like, our language. It's perfect, That dude. you can't get off the hunting to which talk about great. the music. And, I mean, it's a compliment. Like, I appreciate it. What it is that shows yeah. who you are, hunting is you, mm-hmm. and music is you. But you're on our podcast, which is hunting, and you're just so – it's just fucking cool, dude. It is like, fucking it, cool. Because Usually if, if you, I give someone like, hey, Jacob, talk about yourself. Okay. Like, well, you're kind of like, all right, I'm going to talk about myself. But like, well, it's you like, haven't really. I mean, you talk about hunting. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but it's like you've had people on the podcast where they have absolutely zero problem talking about themselves. Well, but I want you know? them to. No, I want I know, them. I'm I, asking them. That's to. not a bad thing. But when I was, well, when I'm but they do I like, when I ask them. It, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you give them the time, they're like, okay, yeah, no problem. I have this to offer, and blah, blah, blah. and that's great. And that's all that's great. But well, like, here, it, have, it is hilarious. I was like, JJ's just JJ. Oh, <laughs> just, you know, he, he ain't never. It's like <laughs> anybody different. I'm talking southern now. Too. I said, ain't never. Your character is like so <laughs> bad. At, all right, so let, let me yeah, ask you this. Awesome. Maybe maybe this will get the question into it here. Right now, what are you excited about with music? Because I want people to like look into your music too, well, right? Like they're gonna know you from this, but like for our, our listeners, if they don't already know you, which I'm sure a lot of them already do. All right, so if you don't know me, here's the first thing that you should do: you should go look up this album that I got. It's called The Huntsman. All right, oh yeah, Kick-ass so album. it is. I called it the soundtrack to the hunt. You know what I'm saying? Because. Every single song on it has something to do with hunting. And I do believe that I don't care what kind of hunter you are or where you're from in the United States, that there is at least one or two songs that are on this conceptual album 
that you will dig. Oh yeah. And and you know, it's everything from granddaddy's gun that he passed down to turkey hunting, duck hunting, deer hunting, bow hunting. You have a song called the Huntress on there. You know, girls that like to hunt, you know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of shit on this thing, man. You know, uh so there's something for everybody about it. You know, when I made it, you know, people said, JJ, you know, you shouldn't do a concept album. You know, you're going to spend all this money and then you're not going to make any money. And, you know, and and here's the thing, you know, I mean, for the first year, you know, I, mean, I probably didn't, you know, I didn't make much, you know. But here's the, but I did it because I had the vision. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is something that was seasonably, yeah, like, Every yeah. single year, it could this be a was classic traditional album for a lot of compound. Oh yeah. You know I mean? So yeah, so anyways, sure. and it did. You know what I mean? And people said whatever, but you know, I made it cost me thirty, forty thousand dollars to freaking make that album, you know, but I, I made the money back and I started making money off the shit, you know, a year or something like that after the fact, which is unheard of because, you know, if you know anything about music nowadays, you know, nobody's spending thirty, forty thousand dollars to make an album nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, if, unless you're like the top tier, unless you're freaking, you know, Luke Combs or somebody else, I guess nobody does that. You know, everybody, nobody brings ten different musicians into one room at the same time on the same day and does it orchestrated like they did in the old days. Nobody does that shit no more. Well, Unless you're at the top tier and you're making the top of the top price kind of out of everybody else. And that's what I did with this album. I had, a, I had an old boy who really believed in me, who was willing to to not charge me shit and basically just, just charge me what it would cost to do everybody except him mm-hmm. and it cost me 30 40 35 40 thousand dollars you know so what you think about it is like you know somebody literally took a pay cut of 10 fifteen thousand dollars that's why i said earlier one of these days mm-hmm. when all this shit works out you know in a in a huge <clears throat> way i'm gonna take and just write oh boy just a fat ass check yeah, yeah because you know somebody saw like hey there's this little country kid who's embodying the right shit, mm-hmm. who's, like, got the spirit of George Washington and Patrick Henry and all these other patriots and who's trying to pass on this hunting culture and trying to pass on American culture to all this new generation. He done spit out this shit for me and did this shit for no cost to me. So it's kind of one of those things where it was like I knew when he was doing that that I was doing the right thing, even though I was spending all this money. Yeah. And yeah. people was telling me you're gonna shit, you're gonna, you know, they're doubting it. Yeah. Whatever. Idea. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? Damn it! I got the best selling hunting album of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I got the best selling hunting album of all time. Look at the damn numbers. There ain't one album that's all about, all about hunting. Yeah. They, I mean, there's some shit with some some hunting and some fishing and Let's some this. And, but like, like there ain't one, there ain't one <laughs> album, <laughs> country music album that's all about yeah. hunting that has better sales or has better stream numbers than mine. Damn it! You yeah. want to know why? Because God is good, and because people will tell you what you want to hear, and people will tell you that you're gonna fail, and people will tell you this, that, and other, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I got God. 
I got people that that are like you and me mm-hmm. that understand how it is. Yeah, yeah. We 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 understand what America is. We understand what makes America great. People like me and you. Yeah, people sure. like me and you make America great. Sure. You know, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. You ain't gonna be successful. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna make it. This that and other. You know what? If you believe in yourself, if you go out of your way to honor God, mm-hmm. and you put. You put the work in, that shit's gonna work. I don't oh, give yeah. a shit what anybody else says. Watch <laughs> what I tell you. We don't Come need, on. We need we need that album on vinyl signed for the studio and put oh, it on yeah, the damn wall. You know what? I told up church like this a long time ago when he was sitting over there in a trailer on the side of the damn road. I said, you know what? You know what I'm gonna tell you something, mate? I'm trying to do some legendary shit. You know what? One day you need to do some legendary shit. You know, people people so far they see what he's doing now and they're like, damn it. That's that's like he's gonna be a legend in this. Or people say, JJ, you're a legend in this. It's like, look, man, you don't become something great without a vision. You mm-hmm. don't become something great without an even greater source for your shit. Yeah, and yeah. my my great source for for anything that I've ever done that's been great is God. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I'll win and people will say, Why is he winning? <laughs> well, how come is he winning? And you know what I'll say? Cause God. You know what I mean? Come on. Come on. No, dude, I love it. And, come and, on. Come on. But it also goes back to like the characteristics I like I talked about earlier. It's like consist guys who are passionate about what well, it's really not guys who are like good at hunting. It's guys who are passionate about something. Like I've said for a long time, no matter what you do, just be passionate about something. Yes. What do you think hey, about this Lee Ellis guy? I don't know Lee Ellis. You know, I never met him either. But you Wait. know what? He seems like a lot. I think. I, Am I, I out I of the felt, loop? I feel like I, I feel like me and him would get along all right. I seen two videos of his. And one of them was recent video that he played out of him killing his deer in suburbia. Oh in, no, in Lee, oh oh from from Sequan. Oh well, hell, Sequan? maybe I butchered his maybe. name. Is it Lee? Yeah. Lee Ellis? His last name? Ellis? Is that his name? Oh, I just oh got his okay, first name. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so this guy had not killed. I'm, I'm a I'm a weird Atlanta boy. I'm in the industry, but I'm like I don't. I'm out of the loop on Sequan. Right. I know they kill giants, but I'm yeah. like I don't know. Okay, so check this him, out. I knew it was Lee. So yeah, yeah. So somebody says, yeah, you need to check this guy. How do you like the Ledger Rock whiskey? He's I like it a lot. It's good, huh? So check it out. He says, I do like it. Come on. That's some good <laughs> shit. That's some good stuff. But old boy says that's a Wisconsin. He says, somebody says, "Hey man, you know you heard about this guy Lee Ellis? You know he's kind of jumping on your shit. You know he's kind of hunting your stomping grounds because he was hunting some islands or something like this on public land. And you know somebody I know that's pretty big no, on." public land uh, over there in the area of nashville they said yeah you know he's he's over there he's hunting kind of the same shit you hunt i said well that's cool man you know let him hunt it you know everybody hunts it hunts oh, yeah. shit you know i'm not a gatekeeper of the shit i'm not gonna yeah. come down there just because i hear freaking bill jordan's kids coming down there to hunt the public land i'm not gonna go down there and make a pitfall for him i'm not gonna go down there and make a tiger trap for him you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna do that shit man a lot of people think like damn it jj he's going you know he's gonna be the clan clan of shit you know he's gonna he's gonna go over he's gonna he's gonna bogart old boys 
thing. No, I ain't going to do that, man. I want everybody to experience, you know, everything that I get to experience, you know. Hell, if I could take every one of my fans out here hunting, if there was that many deer, you know, out here on my place <laughs> where I could just take every single one of my fans That's and a lot of kill deer. a deer, you know, hell, I'd do it. Dude, know? we need to get oh, yeah. you, even though, all right, we got to get you come up and play we do a lot of uh, like outdoor shows, like like the Iowa Classic. You've been to the Iowa Classic, right? That thing was yeah. crazy. We man. Get you for to the do people a show. that don't realize, we like the Iowa do... Classic was crazy, man. Like oh, they, I got, was the shit. they got they got they got a daggum full size like arena size football <laughs> stadium, right? <laughs> and they got all these little like you know exhibition things that are around it. They got that. And then they got it connected to a thing across the street. <laughs> That's another full size thing over here. And when I went down there to, t- when I went down there to try to navigate this thing for the first time, it was like I was like I'm walking up some old boy. I'm like I'm lost. I'm like, dude, I ain't never been lost in the woods, but I'm like, I'm lost over here in this arena thing. I'm like, how does this thing work? He's it's like, crazy. oh, you're over it's here. Nuts. He's like, you need to be over here. I'm like, my gosh, dude. It was crazy. Iowa Classic is a it's deer. Huge. A, a, it's a, huge. It's People don't deer. realize, if you think you you know about deer hunting, it's you don't know shit about deer hunting expeditions. <laughs> you think you know? Unless you've been to the Deer Acid Classic, shut up, okay? Because the, the damn Iowa Deer Classic is off it's the wild. chain. It's huge. Dude, it's, it's, it's the biggest deer hunting party brought into the city. Oh my! Oh yeah, gosh. for sure. Iowa is crazy. We got thirty foot booth at Iowa this year. Oh my god! I walked out the hotel and my freaking snot was froze, dog. It was negative six outside, <laughs> and I said, "Oh JJ, hell I got, no!" I got an idea. Uh-uh. You got to come up to Iowa this year and uh-huh. hang out in our booth. Man, my lady, my my Bring lady, the lady is from Iowa. Bring she her up she there. don't even want to go back up there. Really, <laughs> dude? The Iowa show is one of the shows all our wives go to. We go out and get nice whiskeys. We get good nice. steaks for dinner, and we stay in nice hotels downtown. It's the one time of year we like come treat on. ourselves. You come know? On. It's a good time. All bring right. the lady up. All bring right. the kids. It's a family ordeal. It's great. It was it, it was something to be seen for sure, but. <laughs> I'll tell you something, I guess. To be seen. All right, right, look, look, look. You might think that that shit is sweet, you know what I mean? Oh, it's good. But but I'll tell you something that's even sweeter. I promise you this. As as a deer hunter, okay, you know, you're you're a guy that likes to bow hunt. Okay, you're a purist, man. Maybe you're a purist out there. Don't don't get too much. Listen, listen, maybe you're you're a purist out there. Listen. (laughs) Why did you emphasize purist, JJ? You said purist very weird. Hold on. Shh. Where you said that? Okay. Keep quiet. Hold on. We got to get quiet. Don't get. We got to get quiet. Hold on. Okay. Maybe you're a purist out there. And you just think. You just think, damn, if I don't go out there and hunt with the longbow, I ain't shit. Well, guess what? Motherfucker, you come down here and hunt with us during dog season. With Why did I give you that time to say that? I'll tell you something right now. We'll kill 50 deer in one day, and I promise you, you think you're a bow hunter. I said it. But I gave it too much time. You, you'll come down here, and you will go out of here, and you will leave a revitalized man. All right. You will leave. Dude, with he the, led me into that. You will leave. Me, listen, listen. You will leave with the, the, the belief that double buckshot is okay you will leave with the belief you will 
believe the leaf that you hold on. You will believe the shit that is you. You know, buckshot is okay. JJ, you lead. You let me on. into that. You said, hold on. You said, I know you're a purist. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, why'd you say that yeah. so weird? You know, listen, listen, hey, don't man. say it like that. Listen, when you leave out of like the way you shit, said that, you will understand <laughs> that dog hunting is not a bad yeah. thing. Hey, I'm with you. It's dude. okay I'm with to you. kill deer with something other than a bow. And if you really are a badass bow <laughs> hunter, then you know what? You should nap your own broadhead, freaking kill your own deer with the freaking broadhead that you source from your land that is from some some I'm some trying to sacred you not to spill your beer. I don't. Give a shit if I spill my beer. I'll tell you something right now. My fucking table. If you're almighty and you're over here acting like you're some shit, I'll tell you something right now. I will shoot. I will hunt. I will go out there and I will adventure with the best of them. I will tell you something right now. There is a guy that is in Wyoming that was a god, and he was known as the badass god. I'm talking about the guy that walked everybody to death, walked their fucking guts out, okay? <laughs> this guy, he told oh, me, he, told me, he told me, he said, JJ, ain't nobody ever in the history of my garden ever walked down this thing like I have. And he said, you know what? You might even walked a little farther than I have. <laughs> okay? And I'm telling you something right now. At the end of the day, I ain't got shit to prove to nobody. I'm telling you something. If you want to go out there and you want to kill big deer, get off your ego. Get off your high horse. Okay? <laughs> Learn how to kill deer with a freaking longbow. If you can't kill deer with a longbow... You know what? Then you know what? You ain't shit for killing deer with the compound bow. Go out there. If you want to challenge yourself, go out there and kill some deer with the long bow that you carved. So okay? that, that, that's really cool because uh, and, Kurt... and you know what? And when, then when you want to talk shit about me <laughs> for shooting a, the uh, uh, a deer <laughs> flintlock, listen, when you want to talk shit about me for shooting a flintlock... Carve one of them some bitches up for yourself, you some bitch. Carve one of them up for yourself, and then you know what I mean. What you killed a deer with the? I feel uh, attacked, JJ. Listen, listen. Once you killed a deer with the uh, of a damn longbow that you carved up yourself from a tree that you selected of your choice. Once you done that shit and napped the damn broadhead, we have seen no more listeners. I don't give a shit about the listener. I know you don't. I'm telling you something. Listen here. Once you've done that shit, and then once you do come over here and made your own damn long gun, 54 caliber, you know, hammered out your own barrel with the damn... Literally, there's nobody left at, at the end of, At the end of the day... When you've done all that... I then love you, you, JJ. Then, you, the can, then you can come over here and be condescending to me. JJ, you literally right. just eliminated every single no, person it. in the. You know I what? I, I eliminated it. it. I eliminated every single person on purpose. You want to know why? I know, I love because it. here's the thing: if you eliminate <laughs> everyone, then you can come back to everybody. That's come kind on. of a good point. What I'm saying is this: is that everybody wants to talk some shit about everybody else's way of doing their thing. And I'm telling you <laughs> something right now: if you don't come together with everybody. 
across the board, then you know what? It's going to be eradicated. And there's going to yeah. be a bunch of liberals that are going to just rid this shit completely. If you think you're a bow hunter, you ain't no bow hunter unless you support dog hunters. You ain't no bow hunter unless you support uh, steel hunters. You ain't support. You ain't shit unless you support rifle hunters. If you ain't supporting hunters of all kinds, you're a part of the problem. That's what I'm getting at. Is yeah, that man. if there's anything that can be gained from this podcast, it's this. I ain't shit. But I do know that if we don't all get together, these people that are ain't worth a doo-doo, they're going to come over here and take this shit from us. So how about that? You want mm-hmm. some people that are bullshit to take our shit from us? Fuck no. All right? right. At the end of the day... It's you, it's you, it's me, it's him, it's everybody else versus the bullshit. And if you want to come together and make this shit happen, well then fine. Come together and make this shit happen. But quit talking your bullshit to everybody else like you got something, like your shit stinks. Your shit don't stink. Listen here, everybody else has got to get together and make this shit happen for everybody. If you want your kids to hunt, well then damn it, you better come together with the dog hunters. Hell yeah. Well damn if yeah. you if you want your dog It's a culture. It, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. It's all part of the same you know, hunting we culture. Right? Drinking and carrying hey, listen, on this that, and another. I'm with but you. But that's yeah, the point. <laughs> is he understands. At the end of the day, if there ain't no unity in the shit, then we, we cease to exist. Yeah. It's true. These people yeah. don't want us to exist. At the end of the day, there, there's a middle ground for everybody with yeah. the hunting culture. Like whether you are for this or for that, like even the crossbow combo. It's like that's why I always say I, I'm going to say this, but I don't fully believe it. But it's great for conversation, right? But your point is exactly you. You did. You came full circle with that, and I'm with you, dude. I mean, the man's hard, hard to argue. Hard to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> hard to argue. Yeah. With. You're passionate, dude, and I love it. And like my saying has been for a long time is be passionate about something. And it can be multiple things, but like, like damn it, I'm a fucking honorary, honorary Native American. Like I hunt with the chief of the, the damn Malapalai Indian tribe. That's what are you talking about? His name is Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn it, man! What, what are you talking about? His name is Frank. His name is Frank. <laughs> That's He's a badass. <laughs> Holy shit. That's you know what I'm saying? Great. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, <laughs> an American name. this son of a bitch is badass. Yeah. And I'm uh, badass. <laughs> JJ, you are badass. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going down here and I'm a white man trying to help the Native American. <laughs> Kill a damn deer. <laughs> I'm holding on to this table. And you know what? So At passion. the end of the day... <laughs> I love the shit out of this old boy. Oh, yeah. I wish that I, I wish that I could freaking run twenty big bucks, you know. And that's and that's the thing. It's like people don't understand. We are a family. I don't give yes. a shit what you lack culturally. Yeah, what yeah. we don't have in common culturally. We are family. We're huntsmen. Yeah, we're dude. huntsmen. We're fucking Fuck people that are trying yeah. to go out here and carry on the tradition of old. We're trying to go out of here and do this shit, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 ah. Nah, you're making, it, dude, you're making your it, point brother. clear, dude. You're making your point clear. I, I love it, dude. 
Loud and clear. Dude, you're the fucking man. I love your passion. Yeah. You, you're you a character beyond, in a good way, like what I thought, man. And I think like this, like... No, I, I am a character, damn it. No, I love it. No, no it's a, I meant that way. as a compliment. Like, you're, this introduction to the WCB community is like, you're one of the... You're a WCB guy. Like, off, on, we're rowdy, dude. Shout out to all y'all. You're one of the dogs, you. man. You're, yeah, Come you're on. one of the dogs. I got and some dogs This me, podcast man. has been so much fucking fun. We're uh, yes. two out, just over two hours and twenty minutes into it. Thank you. Well, you can edit some shit out if you don't want. No, I'll keep it all if you great. let us keep it all. I, I, think, I love. I it, loved dude. it, dude. The whole every every second. Everything is great. We're gonna do some coon hunting in a little dude. while. Dude, oh, yeah. I'm excited. Hey, can we, we get gotta a cheers? Talk, we gotta talk yeah, about a little bit about that here. Cheers here, it up, brother. Here's the thing. I, I want to talk a little bit about to your listeners because you know there's some shit that you can probably skip over and omit. That would be better than to skip over and admit this. There's the <laughs> a lot of people that are bow hunters. They understand strategy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I started out the first deer I ever killed was with a bow and arrow. So you can't tell me I ain't a fucking bow hunter. Right. Yeah. All right. So I understand strategy and all that. You might be the most well-rounded hunter I think I've met. Honestly, like with like all the different types of hunting you've yeah. done. Well, I, here's the thing, man. From trad hunting to dog hunting. Yeah, I don't know. With dogs, but all I know yeah. is this: is that is that when it comes to when it comes to hunting, the way that I grew up, you gotta you gotta understand that anything could fucking happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, your pessimism <laughs> is what you're product of. You know, if you think that you're not gonna have a good day, you ain't gonna have shit. Probably not. You know, there was many times where I tell you one story. I'm gonna tell you one story about how that to support that. One time when I was about twelve or thirteen years old, I hunted this piece of property and I would climb to this tree and I thought to myself, Fuck these are squirrels. <laughs> All right. I'll probably um Edit out them F word. We'll put a bleep over it. You really have a shirt like fucking squirrel. Squirrel these squirrels. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, screw these squirrels. You know what I'm saying? Can I say the F word for it? But here's the thing. (laughs) Here's what happened. What I did was I ended up taking double all buckshot and I shot this damn two and a half pound squirrel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like twelve years old, I shot this two and a half pound squirrel, and and I got out of the sand. So I climbed. <laughs> I, He's so specific. Listen, I, I climbed out the sand. They flew to the ocean from Virginia. <laughs> I climbed out the sand, man, and, and I got the squirrel, and I thought, damn, this squirrel's so big. And then by that time, I looked up and I heard, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, damn, hold on, wait, wait, what? Look, I looked up, and damn, here comes a doe, big old fat doe, come running right past where I was sitting up at the tree. <laughs> I said, damn, dude, I can't believe this. I said, if I'd have just hold off on shooting this squirrel, <laughs> I'd have killed the shit out of it my first deer, you know, or whatever. So, here's the thing, man. At the end of the day, you might think, you might think to yourself, man, I'm the shit, but you ain't shit. You got you got to yeah. go out here and learn you something, man. Yeah, you yeah. got a lot of experiences ahead of you. When you're 70 or 80 years old, then you can come on and tell me the year shit. I was 30, I was 20 some years old when I saw my first 200 inch deer. And I told y'all the experience that I had with it. 
that you know that caused me to have a different perspective in life. Six months of freaking studio story, dry mm-hmm. studio and sweats, and you know, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and seeing <laughs> it replay, haunted you, man. It haunted you. That's yeah, life changes. It's a haunting situation. I have those haunting stories. I oh, have yeah. one from this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a recent one. No shit. We'll get into that one when you're in studio. Jay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. It got fun. We're obviously having a damn good time laughing and cutting up and having some drinks so hope you enjoyed that we didn't get the proper all right thanks man see you next time go shoot your bow type of outro so i'm here to do it now go shoot your bow thanks for tuning in we'll see you next week